Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Joe Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. I'm not talking to you, Sarah. I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I'm not talking to you either. So this whole entire <laughs> podcast is going to be extremely you know, lame. Yeah, I think we're going to have to rely on our guests to be the sole person well, who's talking. I mean, I think that this is like what we're going to have to do. Our our person is going to have to choose a team who they're going to join for the oh, war. Pressure. I, I, You know what? If there's one person that I don't feel crappy about asking whose team they're on, it's <laughs> our one of our favorite guests, a huge supporter and friend of the pod, uh, maybe like the most frequent um guests that we've had oh Chappelle. do you think this person has been on this podcast like the most of all things so. ever probably I, I would answer you but i'm not talking to you but Chappelle, oh, yeah welcome it's pronounced plays with squirrels that's oh, my name yeah oh no that's like a point away from joining my team yeah Who's not team? on the team hmm? Chappelle, just team? answer who do you think is the better pranker prankster Oh man, I think Jess is the better prankster, but I think I would have to be on Sarah's team because she just to more. help her out. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> looks be... so disappointed. I don't want to. I don't want Jess to railroad you. That's not why. <laughs> you can railroad me. It's fine. I think Lose Chappelle's all. probably the best prankster out of the three of us, though. Really. I mean, without a doubt, triple yeah. Aries. You know. Oh my God! Yes, the Aries Menace energy. Society. Actually, let's not. Yeah, sorry, I'm forgetting Pushed back his like invisible metaphor bang to my side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a quadruple Aries. Thank you. Uh, but I, I am a bit of a class clown. We've talked about this before. Um, so I would like be a, a decent prankster, but I don't like doing pranks. I don't like to make people sad. And I think a lot of that yeah. stems from this episode of Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think like for me, because I'm, I agree with you, Chappelle. I feel like for me, I like the type of prank like they do in Impractical Jokers, where you're like doing stuff to embarrass yourself in front of other people. Like, I feel like that's more entertaining because, yeah, as we see here, like you definitely have the ability to hurt people's feelings <laughs> with certain pranks. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. Sarah, what do you think? Are you, do you prank people? I can't imagine you prank anybody. 
I uh, know. So I think I've told this story before, but ever since that one year on April 1st, April Fool's Day, where all of my middle school friends told me that they didn't want to be friends anymore and then made me sit through being friendless all day for the entire school so day. Um, <laughs> even after I said, I know this is just an April Fool's prank, they still continued the prank. I have not believed in um, practical jokes. I think they're bullshit. <laughs> Dear God, I didn't have, I've never heard of anything like this. So they just told you like, we're not friends anymore. And they yeah. just watched you wallow all day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I like really was like, you know, it's not really funny. I know this April fool's day. And they're like, no, we're serious. It's, it, it's, we're just not friends with you anymore. That's and so awful. I was so sad. Kids are terrible. Kids and are truly really atrocious. I mean, they were 13. They're not kids. They're just bitches. <laughs> So to the, my middle school friends, you know, your girl never fucking forgets. Yeah. Fuck off your middle and school friends. I've been friends. planning my revenge ever since. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. when uh, your teacher retires, you can show back up and talk about all the nice articles that you've written um, oh, yes. about Costa Rica. Yes. Yes. I love a little glimpse into the future moment that we get in the second episode. That was fun. Yeah, I can't wait to talk through some of the looks there. I think we're going to have to bring in like a mini fashion hour to discuss all of the future looks of all these characters because I have so many thoughts. Yes, so many thoughts. let's let's bring it back old school. We're bringing back the fashion hour on this episode, but we're also yes. bringing back the nightcap. I don't, y'all yes. don't enough without me. I'm sorry. Let's let's do this. Can what I tell you, doing? I brought the most basic bitch white girl drink that you possibly could drink. What'd like, you get? Okay, so I'm really into like hard seltzers as we all as the always, entire world you is. Always have been. I always have a hard seltzer. Oh, she just rolled her cider. eyes about it. No, no, no. It used to be a hard <laughs> cider. You've grown out of the ciders and went to I seltzer. I, I still like a hard cider. We're actually, yeah. I think I have one left in the fridge, maybe, but I haven't had that one yet. But I also really love the like seasonal ones they do, and I can't help it. I'll see one and I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like any of these, but I want to try it because that's how I like, you know, experiment and whatever. Anyway. Um, I have Bud Light Seltzer apple slices. Oh, <laughs> that's apple slices. Apple slices. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty good. Like, it's not bad. There Does are it... ones that comes with like cranberry apple, there's strawberry apple. Yeah. This one is apple slices. Does it taste like McDonald's apple slices in your Happy Meal? I've never. Who gets the apple slices? Uh, almond moms get their kids the apple slices. <laughs> almond moms. Oh, yeah. Well, almond you know mom. that's not me. I'm a French fry bitch all the way. Yeah. No. Uh, when people say apple slices, my mind does go to the McDonald's apple slices. Not that I've ever had them, but it's just like <laughs> what my mind thinks of as the image of what that would be like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a very that is a very interesting uh, drink of choice. <laughs> I personally like everything apple flavored so i don't like i don't think it would be bad like i don't think apple misses oh you know what chappelle you know um you know you're a huge fan of candy corn blah 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 been there done that what about the caramel apple lollipops Ooh, yeah like it's the it's too much caramel i, I would oh, need not enough apple. apple yeah not enough apple got it know. respect it okay what do you have to drink i'm drinking um it's kind of like jess's drink but it's actually a budweiser 
Um, no light, no apples. No, oh, it's no just the beer. Just, <laughs> just, I don't think you've ever had beer on the podcast. I feel like it's you're always drinking either liquor or wine. I'm always drinking liquor and wine. Um, and combination. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, now I'm drinking beer. It's been a long day at work. Um, and so I just need to wind down a little bit. Yeah, and um, it's a tall boy too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Wind out a little bit. Not too tall, but just tall enough. Um, <laughs> but have y'all heard about the port thing people are doing? Right. The Taylor Port. I need more information. I have no idea what this is. Okay, so there's this trend. It might be a, a, a black Twitter thing. So I'm gonna like p- pull the curtains back for y'all a little bit. So <laughs> let us see. So Taylor Port <laughs> wine is like apparently like this very, very like uh potent wine, and people have okay. been doing this thing where they mix it with Hennessy, and like I don't know if it's a shot. Wait, of they Hennessey. mix wine and beer together? No, wine and Hennessy. That's a uh, isn't Hennessy beer? No. <laughs> Why are you oh. embarrassing us? I'm sorry. What am I thinking? Oh, I was thinking of Heineken. Heineken. I'm so sorry. Heineken. So, so yes, Hennessy is cognac, uh, but they've been Ew. mixing them. It's a TikTok thing. So look it up mm. on the talk. Uh, you know, I know this is where I'm, I go to get my TikTok feel anyway. Truly, um, all of this feels like such like an elaborate prank on everyone where they're like, oh, my God, mix this and this. And it tastes exactly like Coke. And it's like, it does not. Listen, no one's talked about the flavor, but these people are getting smashed on this drink. <laughs> they are getting tore to get up. Yeah, That's all you like, need. Yeah. And so just, just for the listeners, if you want to peek into Black Twitter and what they're talking about, Black TikTok, um, yeah, do your, do your uh, Taylor Port wine with Hennessy. All right. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I have a lime margarita cut water, which, you know, it's my favorite canned margarita because this one is 12.5 percent alcohol for a can and that's what we like that is strong i think mine's only five percent yeah five percent yep yeah so that's Um. when we fall on the floor we love it i'm you're getting turned down i'm getting turned up let's go yeah. to talk about the war this is like I'm, the old days of like our eighth episode ever where sarah was just like it was absolutely fourth. fucking not- was it, it was four- the oh, fourth was- episode it was only the fourth episode see this is why we had to pull back on 90s nightcap because sarah got so <laughs> fucking loud and i kept saying like she's like no Corey and topanga are the best couple of all time i gotta tell you that doesn't that didn't really that didn't really hold, hold weight no uh no it's a struggle we've we've come a long way so yeah, yeah as one of the people who you've already flagged as uh you know a frequent guest here i remember the early stages where we talked about these things i don't know if y'all really looked back at the past season so far and like how far we've come but what are y'all thinking now before we even get into the episode about like your preconceived memory of the show you know from when mm-hmm. before we did the rewatch and like now when it comes to these couples angela sean etc I feel like I was like a bigger shipper back in the day than I am now. Like all of the couples, not even just Corey and Topanga, like Sean and Angela too. I was like, oh my God, they're perfect for each other. Whereas now I feel like Angela is so underdeveloped that I don't have as much of that vibe of like they're destined for each other. It's more like, wow, Angela puts up with a lot and wow, Topanga <laughs> puts up with a lot. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess like that's what's changed. Sarah, what about you? Uh, yeah, so obviously the number one thing is that my um, I fell out of my lifelong infatuation of Corey Matthews. <laughs> I do not have – we're going to have to change that Twitter bio because I do not have a crush on him uh, at all, actually. And then aside from that, I just think that 
I've just come to the the major realization that this show really did not know what to do with their uh, female characters. And that starts with Amy, continues with Topanga and Angela and, um, of course, Morgan. And uh, what I've gathered from, you know, my own research and watching the series and then, of course, watching or listening to other Boy Meets World podcasts, it's Michael Jacobs, the creator of Boy Meets World you know, does not write for women very well. And I yeah. think like that's kind of the fruition. Cause I always thought like, I always thought it was equal Topanga, equal Corey, equal Sean. Yeah. And Topanga really isn't, ha- doesn't really, I, we are getting a little bit more in the se- smidge here and there, but yeah. I but don't know. The seventh season though. You know what I mean? Like it took, yeah. and I think this episode or these two episodes, I should say are really representative of like, my feelings too where Topanga is just like it's always you two it's always going to be you two Corey and Sean and like I want to be in the trio and I feel like we've long we've said that as well like where Mm -hmm. we feel like it's always Corey and Sean or Corey and Topanga it's never like the three of them and it's never like Topanga and Sean it's very very rare that we get scenes with just the two of those characters together and I feel the same way as you do Sarah like this season is writing a lot of wrongs, but also we're seven seasons in. And so, like, come on now. It's been too long. Yeah. I do think that ultimately this show is very revolutionary for this time. Um, and I do think that it's still a good show, but I don't I don't know. Like, this is really something for our series recap, but like I just don't think that it's like as perfect as I once viewed it yeah. as like a perfect piece of television. I don't know. What do you think Chappelle? Uh, I, I agree with y'all. I think I didn't look at it through such rosy like lenses um, as a lot of people. Yeah. Did. Yeah. But I think, I think if you really latch onto the romance thing, it's going to cloud your judgment, honestly, because yeah. the Orient Topanga relationship as y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all have done such good work. I mean, even just talking about how they lied and told us that they've been together for their entire Ugh. lives, and we know that that's just not the case. Um, but because they kept putting that in your head throughout the entire series, they just keep dropping in this like mental image of them as children and actual yeah. images of them as children dating that we know didn't happen. So, like, when the show ends and they're married or whatever the case may be, you're just like, huh. Wow, that was a, a romance from day one, you know, like yeah, they really in, like stepped incepted our brains, <laughs> like they really did. Like, what is it called? Um, it starts with the we S. History. Yeah, but Ooh, like yeah, they that. they really just like manipulated us into mm-hmm. like implanted memories in our brains that like don't yeah. exist. Exactly, yeah. and so because of that, you think you do look at this as like this love story that tell you know from of of you know been the beginning of time, even with Corey and Sean. Honestly, like yeah. I don't think they're very clear on like how they really first met because every time they do a flashback, it's like they're two years old and they're like you know fist bumping <laughs> in the in the in the in the carriage in the baby carriage and stuff like that. Like you swear yeah. that they've been like best friends their entire life since birth, and then you go and watch this, and you're just like wait a minute. No, that's not really how it happened. But I can see why you latch on to those kind of memories. It's kind of curious. Like how would baby Sean and baby Corey even meet each other? Because you know, like Verna wasn't hanging out at, you know, the mommy and me classes. It very much feels like a, oh, we met in preschool and have been best friends ever since. But if they met before then, then I totally agree with you. Like what did they meet at the park or something? Like where are they bumping into one another? Um, where it, where it makes sense. But yeah, like I think season seven has done, a, in my opinion, like a really good job of like f- 
fleshing character it's not an adequate job i guess i should say of like fleshing out certain characters a bit more and really like for me like doing a return to form in some ways of the early days where we are getting like life lessons that we're learning from the show where i feel like Mm -hmm. the middle seasons really veered into like the wacky territory which can be fun Mm -hmm. but I also missed the early days of like we used to like that was kind of the whole conceit of the podcast right was like what are they teaching us and and then it kind of like went away from that but now we're back on track of like well we can still learn things when we're in college it's just different types of life lessons and I think the smartest thing this show did towards the end was like lean in and be like, you know what? Our audience has grown with us and maybe we should like lean in and do more adult style life lessons versus the very, very early on kid life lessons. Yeah. Um, it's been fun to listen to y'all talk about it and I get to remember how I felt, you know, when I watched it the first time, but yeah, it's definitely not the same feeling, you know, it's just kind of like, huh, these are slightly different than I remember it. But even to mm-hmm. Sarah's point, you know, she had this crush on Corey Matthews. And I think you could have a crush on young Corey because uh, when you're young and he's like, a, you know, a little kid and he's doing things that like little girls would like. like OK, cool. Yeah. But then when you grow up and you're like, this is a grown ass man acting like this. I mean, not, not to get into some of the pranks, but the grown people, you know, they're yes. in college. Yeah. These are adults acting like children. And I don't mean yeah. like being playful. I mean, like these are some childish people. And so you start to like maybe older Corey is not my bag or maybe like the evolution of Corey is in my bag. But personally, I've always been a a, a young Corey fan. Remember I told y'all that the first time we came on, that was yeah, the yeah. Corey that I identified with the most. And then since then, it's just kind of been like boy meeting world. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. like prime Corey crush time was season four or five for me because I don't know. It was yeah. that summer where he came back and his hair was like a little like highlighted and he looked tan and i was, was like hot. yeah i was like you're looking good i mean like now he does have you noticed Chappelle, how big his arms are it's really wild i mean yeah. for a kid of that size i mean he's not huge but he's i think he fast. started to realize that he kind of had like a fan base you know and so he oh. started really wanted to you know feel well i think i think like uh, there were plenty of people who probably fell into the trappings of this show for uh the young mm-hmm. cory matthews into older cory matthews and, and even just the love story with him and topanga like they've been lying to us but his whole relentless like this is the love of my life and i'll never let her go we yeah. talked about it it's very creepy to just stalk someone and that they tell you that they don't want to be around you but in the 90s that that's what they were telling us was supposed mm-hmm. to be what love is like you stand outside the, the window and hold up the speaker you know that's what you do uh and he was the embodiment of that so i don't think anybody would be ashamed of having a crush on that Corey. yeah no no not at all and that you're absolutely right like that's what as like a young romantic uh little girl thought was like the epitome of love and i think that that's what I that's how I grew up thinking like Corey was extremely romantic and their romance was, you know, mm-hmm. la- will last the test of time. And I think like that's exactly it. And it's just how, you know, we're con- conditioned as little kids to like believe in the fairy tale and well, and there's still like stuff. parts of it that are true though, right? Like even thinking back to last season or you know when Topanga is very doubtful about their marriage and everything and there's you know points that could be said about like okay maybe you should wait um and not get married (laughs) but like to Corey's credit he was always very confident of like no this is right for us like we're in love I'm never gonna love anybody the way I love you and like that is and not only that but like 
I don't think we get that a lot, especially back in the 90s, to get like men who are more vulnerable and are willing to say, I want to be with you. Like we were more used to like the fuck boys and, you know, like it was always the woman who was like, I, I'm the one who was like pushing so hard to get married. And so it is kind of refreshing to see that in Corey, despite the fact that like, yeah, he can be an asshole and like obnoxious 90% of the time, especially in this episode. Um, But yeah, I think there is something to say about like him being emotionally available Especially we talk a lot about his relationship with Sean and how it's really nice and refreshing to get like two guys who are willing to talk about their feelings with one another. But like, also with Topanga and like it's he's an unusual character. Um, it's that's true. for sure. So it, it's true. I yeah. mean, I I really can't think of anybody that is like quite like a Corey. And I think that's probably because a lot of Corey's character was written around Ben Savage himself. After all, this was originally called the Ben Savage Project when it was in the conception <laughs> days. So mm-hmm. it, is, yeah. it is what it is. Well, it should be no surprise that Corey sucks because Ben Savage does not seem like a great human. Um, you know, <laughs> I think he's running. He His election is coming to a close probably tonight. We'll I hope see. He oh, we'll find out. In a matter of <laughs> minutes, if he got... He's not running for mayor. I I totally like made that up. Or something it's some like kind of, yeah, some kind of town thing. I made that yeah. up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's I lied. Fine. Make a lot of shit up, and no one cares. It's fine. I don't make a lot um, of shit up. No, we say things though. Um, let's let's get into these episodes because we have two to talk through through here. Season seven, episode fifteen, the war. We start off as we like seemingly are always starting off lately with Sean and Angela doing some of the worst like fake acting kissing I've ever seen. Their mouths aren't even open. It's like repeated pecking. They both look like they're so sick and tired of this. <laughs> they're ready to go. I, you know, I get that this is the end. Y'all have talked about it a few times. It's just, they're done, like senioritis. But honestly, yeah. you would think Angela is just tired of kissing this man. You know, just <laughs> yeah. that, that half of her lines are just, can you kiss Sean for 30 seconds? Okay, go. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, and like, that doesn't make any sense to me that both couples are in the dorm room instead of, I don't know, the fucking apartment that the three guys share. They're all hanging out in this dorm room. Like Sean and Angela are making out, which I find, I know I'm weird about PDA, but like, I've never had the urge to make out in front of another couple in my entire life. I don't understand this. Maybe you're just jealous. Yeah. I really don't think that's it. <laughs> I don't know. We have agreed as a family that you don't understand true love. You hate yeah. love. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we've, we've talked a lot about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a little closed love. off. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, a little. Yeah. You don't even. You don't. You don't. You don't even like the the traditional like hand holding or baby. I hold hands. I've n- I've never seen you hold hands with Will. <laughs> How many times have you seen me with Will? Uh, like four now. Out of four times, not once. Jess, no. come on, you monster. Love Just because she friend. hasn't seen it doesn't mean it graze. hasn't happened. A hand grease? I'm, I'm DMing Will right now. I'm just yeah. going to send him a heart emoji. Just yeah, poor, poor, poor Will. <laughs> I, I do think that, I mean, they're just trying to live their lives. No, like it's not normal to like do a group makeout session. Sometimes well, you have to make out with the other person, though, in the same room. Well, also... This is trash because uh, to me, I'm assuming Angela is on her own bed with Sean. Like, I have to assume that, which means Corey and Topanga are on Rachel's bed. And Corey is eating popcorn (laughs) like an absolute fucking animal. He's throwing it 
and like hoping some hits his face. That was so funny to me. He was just, they were reading magazines and he was just throwing popcorn at his face. But yeah, don't eat popcorn in my bed. But I thought that was so funny. I was like, Corey, you're like really jazzy about your popcorn. And the the lovebirds have the audacity to be like, hey, why are you not making out right now? Yeah, because they're an old married couple. Remember, by this time, Sean and uh, and, and Angela, just, they feel like they're they're new again. They keep breaking up every season for for no reason. And yeah. so, you know, now we have you know Corey and Topanga, and they're like, we've done this before. We've had our public makeout session. I'm sure they've kissed in front of Sean a billion times. So they just get to sit yeah. there and read magazines, I guess. Yeah, and meanwhile, Rachel Stompson, she's all excited because she took she like took the RA position because she gets a free parking spot. But someone else was already parked there. Turns out, of course, it's Sean. Um, and she, like, flips out. Now, I would flip out, too. Not only am I – I'm coming back to my room for some fucking R&R, right? Now we got four people in my room, one of which is fucking munching popcorn all over <laughs> my bed. And the other one freaking parked in my spot. I, yeah. I'm a bitch. If you take my spot, like, that's it. We're done. Don't take my spot. That's my spot. Yeah, I, I have to do street parking. I It's like kind of like the Hunger Games. You have to fight for your life out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chappelle, are you, are you, a, do you take ownership of your spot? Would you be offended if someone took your spot? Not really in most cases, but to Rachel's point, she has, she's the RA. So yeah. she's running around like a chicken with her head cut off, you know, like the, the showers drain, someone's puking. And now she yeah. has to walk far to get to her house. And then when she gets to the dorm, her bed is taken by your popcorn guy. So it's just like all that stuff is mounting on top of each yeah. other. And she's like, it's like, yeah, the parking spot probably annoyed her. But on top of everything else she was going through, I think she was just having a really bad day. Oh, absolutely. I would be annoyed. Like, I, I do think that Rachel has reason to be pissed off in this moment. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, discussion in this episode of like, Who's right? Who's wrong? Who's reasonable to be upset in this moment? Which pranks are best? And I do think that she does have the right to be upset here Mm -hmm. because I think that she's just frustrated. I think like if all this other stuff didn't go on, she probably would have said to Sean, like, hey, Sean, like, I, I, can you please just move your car? Um, And that's that. Like, don't do it again. And unless this is. I mean, truth be told, Chappelle, he probably parks in that spot all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know this isn't the first time they've yeah. disrespected yeah. Uh, Rachel. They just don't respect her like that. and it's, It shows. Yeah, they don't respect anybody. They feel like they're invincible because she's mm-hmm. just like, I will make my RA like duties and you'll you'll be banned from the dorms. And they're just like laughing like, you can't do that. Can you do that? And she just goes, I just did. She can. And so they have to leave and they're all like, you know upset about it and they're just like you better not do this you'll be sorry and it's just like okay well you know they're chaos monsters so like you know something bad is gonna happen now um this idea that they are chaos monsters can we just stop down on this mm-hmm. uh, ha- okay let's just talk about the top five chaotic pranking things that they've done to somebody because i'm okay. not seeing the yeah. list it's more it's okay so it's less pranky more hijinky is what i would call it but not for not for a while right no they're not they're not like specific they're not like putting um saran wrap over someone's like toilet seat like they're not doing that 
Um, like I'm thinking, okay, do you remember the scene, even this in, not in this season, the season before where they like, oh, Feeney needs to get with the Dean. So we're going to break into this guy's like office and fuck up mm -hmm. all his shit. Touch of well, brains, free the bee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of shit is what comes to mind. I think yeah. the worst things that they did were early on seasons. Um, obviously the worst thing that they've ever done was number one gamble when they're 13 years old <laughs> on horses probably shouldn't yeah. be doing that number two um sean Started did blow up a mailbox yeah oh they they they, 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 they school on fire into the the chem lab and lit the school on fire mm -hmm. that was pretty bad so see in my mind they're like troublemakers in the way that i'm probably a troublemaker but again yeah. Topanga's making it sound like these, like you don't want to mess with them. They're crazy. Like, yeah, I don't no. Know if they have this reputation for being those guys. No, we've never ever heard of them being pranksters. Like the shenanigans they get into, it's never really ever malicious, and it's usually accidental, or they're like so dumb they don't realize what they're doing. But this make, gives the vibe off like, oh yeah, they'll they're gonna fuck shit up. Like you better watch out. Mm -hmm. Which I it feels undeserved for sure. Yeah, um, right. um, yeah. Because we're watching it in so you know so close succession now, I can think about that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's they're incepting us again. Because when you finish this, you're like those pranksters. Like remember mm -hmm. that episode where they did the prank thing, and you're like, yeah, but that was the only time. Because even later on in the episode, Topanga's like, Jack, you know they always do this. When like, Jack's only been here three months, like stop it. He doesn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? Um, I don't know. Wait, so did, weird. did they not already have a prank war? Or am I like losing it? This is the prank one. war. Yeah, this is literally the war. This oh, is the okay. war. That's it's literally called the war, Sarah. Like, no, okay. I thought there was something else that they did, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, they got this this like undeserved amount yeah, of praise yeah. for their uh, prank abilities. Now, don't get me wrong; what they end up doing is uh, impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, but I just yeah. didn't see it coming from them. Well, let's talk about this because Rachel wakes up and Angela wakes up to a fucking beetle car in the room. Now, even if it was even if it was possible to get the car in the room, how the fuck are Angela and Rachel sleeping through this? This is fucking insane. Listen, it has to be one of the most outrageous things they have shown us on the show and been like, believe this. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got, okay, this I was going to make Work something. Okay. Obviously, Corey and Depay, uh, Corey and Sean, like Jeffrey Dahmer, Angela, and, and Rachel, and like slip something in the drink and knock them out. They, yeah, they would have had to have been tranquilized for them yeah. to not realize. That's, that's essentially what I'm saying. Was driven. Yeah, I just tried to save us. Um, but no, they would have had to have been tranquilized and not realize a beetle was being placed in their, in their bedroom. Absolutely ridiculous. A dorm room. But then again, this is Sean and, and Corey. We're not supposed to believe that there are some type of masterminds where they could pull this off effectively. There, there should be a wake of people who are upset about this and nobody seemed to know. They just got in and out like a thief. Yes. I don't I don't see it for them, but okay, I'm impressed. Yeah, this is as and the funny thing is is like they go to the student lounge to be like, you know, yell at, at Sean and Corey, and they're just like, Oh, this, oh, oh, this is so awful. We should report her to the authorities. And they're like, There's a car in your room. So the girls are like, you know what? We have Feeney on our side, which why Feeney and not the Dean? I have no idea, but Feeney seems to always be in charge. And he, Feeney, for the first time in, I don't know, Sarah, forever, mm -hmm. he's just like, 
you know what? Did you put a car in the room? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, oh my God, that's so good. <laughs> I thought that was really enjoyable. I mean, yeah. like I love to see Feeney having a good time and I, he realized that's a good prank. So I think it is funny because what is he going to do about it? Like be like children, stop putting cars in other people's dorm rooms. I don't know. Rachel had a good point. She's been hearing this whole legend of Feeney and how he's always got a lesson. He's always reprimanding them. He's always in their business. And then the one time somebody outside of his favorite two people in the whole world has a complaint. He's like, sounds good to me. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, mm, okay, Feeney. But again, season seven Feeney, he's a lot happier right now. He's chilling. He's on the way yeah, out. Yeah, how much he's Feeney is senioritis too. Definitely. Yeah. I think that Feeney probably got his retirement date and he's like counting down the days. Yeah. Um, yeah, in 2006 apparently. According 2006. To forward. So what, what is this? This is 2000 right now. He has six more years of work. I feel like that's a lot. <laughs> I do too, but uh, he again. just like go yeah. You relax. think he would quit as soon as they graduated? You know, like he's done. His work is done. Their work is yeah. done. So he goes home, and then he has to like move in next door to them again, wherever they're going. Yeah, oh yeah. And I love, I love Rachel pointing out the ridiculousness about like how Feeney has always been. So like, I've heard all the stories about you. You're so by the books. Like, where's the lesson this time? And like, it's so unfair. And he's like, oh, take a nice drive into your closet. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, now we know what's really going on where he only has this, like, if it was anybody else, he yep. would be like all about the rules. But because it's Sean and Corey, he doesn't care. But I, I gotta be honest. I really did enjoy Feeney having a good time. Like, I really loved seeing Feeney like get over the top with like his laugh and his joy. Cause it's just so unusual. We never see this. I agree. Um, so yeah, so Feeney, <laughs> Feeney leaves and Rachel's like, you know what? This means war. And Sean's like, you don't want to go there. We're undefeated. Um, and Rachel's just like, mm -mm, I don't think so. So it's going to be Rachel and, uh, Angela with Sean and Corey. And then Topanga walks and they do this whole thing where they like, I, don't, I thought this was kind of dumb Chappelle where they're like, oh, let's just squirt water all over the guys. Like, who cares? This is stupid. Yeah, it was like, uh, just let me do something to get back at you. Let me just uh, shoot mm -hmm. the first shot, um, mm -hmm. maybe. But I do appreciate Angela initially taking Rachel's side, just like off principle. Like, uh, you put a car in my room and also you parked in her spot. You were being a jerk. There's no yeah. reason to not take Angela's side here. And yeah. so for Topanga to show up and do what she does, I'm kind of like, I well, I understand the story of what's about to happen. Yeah. But just based on the I, the facts, right, you you might want to just side with Rachel on this one. I don't understand why. What I kind of with. get, like, even putting aside the storyline of, like, Topanga wants to be with the guys and, like, be one of the trio and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I felt like um, Sean and Angela's relationship can handle them being on opposite sides because, like, Sean's not going to get all, like, bent out of shape if Angela's not with him. Where Corey, like, I don't know, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Corey would be absolutely devastated if Topanga didn't pick his side. Yeah, he would definitely, his ego would not be able to handle uh, He's Topanga. a Leo. Everything has to be about him. It's very, very true. Um, Jess, did you see what brand of water Rachel I was and going to poured? shout you out. I was like, this bitch, she's holding some Poland Spring biz. Yes. But I'm Sponsored. very upset that they're wasting the Poland Spring. That's okay, but the only like, thing. they're sponsored by Poland Spring, so that has to give your heart just like some happiness. Poland Spring, the water brand of Shit Any Shows taught me for three us. years now. Still not sponsoring us, but we only drink your water exclusively. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So the war is on and now we're drafting teams and this is the worst thing that can ever happen to a chubby little Jewish kid in elementary school, <laughs> uh, picking teams, um, still, still sour about it, but yeah, yeah. we got, they're fighting over Jack, right? right? They decide that they need more numbers because right now it's three against two. And so they go to the apartment and Eric is trying to open a can by just turning the top and like I really think Chappelle we need to get your thoughts Chappelle on like the Eric of it all right because I feel like since Sarah and I have decided to just let loose and allow ourselves to enjoy Eric he really has been cracking me up so much this season yeah this is my favorite Eric it doesn't make sense in, com in comparison to the, all the other Eric's we know but this is my favorite Eric and it's not even close um because I, he is just a cartoon character of a person at this point. I honestly feel like I kind of aged like that too. Like the older I get, the wackier I am, which is very <laughs> weird. Yeah. Um, but I but know, I think like if I said, they had started with, I think, because a lot of people get upset when like you start with one character and they age into like this character of themselves. But if mm -hmm. they had started with this Eric, like I feel like that's even better. I think you just have PTSD from Britta over on uh, Community. <laughs> yeah. Because this is this is almost as bad. Uh, like I know because Britta was way smarter. Yeah, or at she least was presented really smart way smarter. One. Yeah, and then like it's presenting so dumb. Like you expect her not to even be in college. Whereas right here, you cannot convince me that Eric Matthews is enrolled in a college course. I just yeah. do not yeah. believe it. He's literally trying to open a can with his bare hands by turning the top. Yeah, I mean, I I think that the most interesting thing about Eric is when the real Eric continuously peeks through the stupid, which aids my theory that the only way that Eric can gain attention these days is if he's a clown. Like I truly think yeah. that he is like, I'm, I know I'm super meta in this and I'm kind of just thinking like 40 chess, but I think Eric himself has realized that like, you know, Jack's the hot guy now. That's not my role. Um, I'm not the guy that's like going on dates. That's like Sean and Corey's married. Like, what's my place? And like, how yeah. am I going to make sure my friends like let me stay in this group? Oh, I know. I have to be the funny guy. I'm going to be the clown because that's yeah. when I get attention. But, that's uh, when people pay attention to me and like me or like even yeah. dislike me. But at least they're giving me acknowledgement. And I think that this is his tactic to stay relevant in his group of friends i'm not talking to sarah anymore because that was a personal attack jess <laughs> i'm not talking to her i've never felt so attacked in my entire life i was like am is that why look turn my directly hat looking at look, you yeah <laughs> you know, like she's like and you Chappelle, you think you're so damn funny but you're doing it for attention <laughs> and you think people like you because of this but you're a dumbass i was like oh my god sarah <laughs> and also the other thing though about eric is like I love, again, as wacky as he gets, I love that they use him as the heart of the group in these mm -hmm. two episodes because yes. it feels still very true to the character that, like, he's always been the glue. He's always been the one holding things together, right? I think him and Corey are kind of the glue a lot of the time. And so I love here that, like, He's not really competitive at all. He just wants everyone to get along. The only reason he's competitive is when everyone wants Jack on, on their team. And so, like, Rachel ends up convincing him by, like, you know, reminding him of, like, their time together when they were dating and, like, licking his ear and everything. And uh, and we get the, Sarah, do you know what this reference was where we get Sean doing the, whoa? Did you know what that was? 
Um, I think I read it. It has to do with Blossom. No. Chappelle knows. Look at his face. He knows exactly Jonathan what it Taylor is. Thomas. Who is it? It's Joey Lawrence. Oh, oh, it's it's, it's his it older is. brother. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Our favorite. So you were, you were almost there. Yeah. So it's Blossom. You almost got it. Oh, yeah, so it was there. It's Blossom, yeah. But Joey Lawrence is the older brother here. And so he's just like, it's it's kind of like the 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 elephant in the room, right? Like, how did you make it this far with Jack being on the show without making a woe reference? Um yes. and so uh it had to happen. I forgot it was in this episode though. Yeah. And yeah. so he does that, and then so then it's Eric's turn, and everyone is like pushing Eric, like, oh no, he should be with Jack. He's with he's Jack's best friend. And Eric, like, doesn't understand. He's like, stop fighting over me, guys. Uh, he's like, I, I really do think that he understands. I I mean, you know, it depends on how big brain you want to get on whether or not you think he understands. But I do love him, like, tackling people to the ground and just, like, and being like, I'm a spy. <laughs> like, right? He's playing both sides. Yes. So I sneaky. I just, he's like, shh, shh. I'm not really on your team. I'm a spy. And then he does it to Jack too. And I just like something again, Will Friedle, like I have to give him so much credit in the world. He acts with like his entire body. And wow, I just yeah. so appreciate that. And cause I, again, I'm not like a physical comedy person a lot of the time, but something about the way he gives it like a hundred and million percent every single time in these scenes. And he full on tackles these people. <laughs> it cracks me up so much. I think he knows he's carrying the show at this point. Like, don't we, don't we know that like, yeah. if he's not on screen, it gets kind of stale, you know, uh, the, the storyline is cool, but we're wrapping it up. We've done the ups and downs of the relationships and stuff like that. They're manifest, like just manufacturing. I'm sorry. It's just random fights that don't matter anymore. But Eric is, you know, he's pushing the, the, the storyline along by being just so damn funny. You know, you, I remember just the commercials even back then there, which is Eric field of him just yeah, saying stupid stuff and the Feeney call and all that stuff. Um, you know, so I think at this point he's feeling himself. He knew this was his time to shine. Mm hmm. Uh, so we get everyone in class with Mr. Feeney because, of course, everyone's in class with Mr. Feeney. He's talking about Civil War, and Eric is like, Feeney, come on. You got to, like, step in. You got to fix this. Everyone's freaking out. Um, Like, Angela and, like, Sean are arguing, and they're like, no, you can't kiss Sean goodbye. Like, I don't care if you're dating. We're on other sides. Um, And then it turns out that uh, the group of Rachel, Angela, and Jack have glued – the trio's butts to their seats, mm -hmm. which a classic, a classic prank, if you will. And uh, and this is like absolutely ridiculous because like, Eric's trying to get them to surrender. They're like, absolutely not. We're not surrendering. And so the rest of the group leaves and they pull <laughs> Chappelle, they pull this like string, which has such a long lag until it actually drops Because it's honey. It's, it's slow. Honey. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like dripping out slowly out of a bucket, I'm assuming, that's over each of them. Yeah. Uh, this is a well uh, like, this is a well done prank. Again, I am impressed. However, I told you at first, I was like, Angela was completely right. She might have even, I don't think she, she didn't pop off the war. They definitely started it for no reason because they were yeah. mad because she, she kicked them out of the dorm, whatever. I think this is where she goes too far. She's sick a live bear on these people. The bear is a, a lot. Real bear. The bear is a lot. Like the honey and the glue is hilarious. I had the idea of like, okay, we'll just pick up the table and like scoot it, right? But they are on like 
those leveled like tiered things yeah. so that would be kind of difficult but i i'm not gonna lie it did crack me up again ben savage with like his facial reactions to stuff and then to repeatedly going honey and he goes what <laughs> honey what <laughs> no it's honey yeah i thought that was idiot i was like damn topanga <laughs> <laughs> she could call harsh. him an imbecile last episode yeah. but yeah I they stick that- a lot bear on them sorry go ahead yeah. sarah Oh, no, I just thought it was going to be like the tra- I forgot about the bear. I thought it was just going to be like the traditional like tarn feather type mm. situation because yeah. you always see the sticky stuff. It reminds me of the parent trap and like the feathers yes. come. Also, Corey's like licking the honey off Topanga. Which is it's so nice. funny. And then I love the moment when the bear pops in and they all rip their like a pants off to get out of the room. And you just see like everybody yeah. has rips in their pants. Like Sean has like the red underwear and they all just like jump out a window and they tell Feeny about this. And you're like, okay, this is the real bear. Like, this is outrageous. Feeny has to be like upset about this. Yeah. And instead, <laughs> instead he's just like, oh, I bet you were glued to your seats. <laughs> Feeny. Now, okay. So are where do we think that the crew got the bear from? Are we concerned about the bear? Where's the bear now? And yeah, they just left it in the halls of college. <laughs> How do you wrangle bear? I remember when I was in elementary school, there were like a couple of times where there were like bear watches or bear attacks, and we had to get we couldn't leave class like at the end of the day because we had to wait until animal control controlled the bear. What has that ever happened? No, no i am from houston we don't have bear <laughs> yeah so I mean, like... we have bears but like i'm I, I didn't go to school in like a rural enough area where like i mean there are bears around I mean, but I'm like the suburbs i know exactly but the bear the bear migrated to the elementary school there was a bear sighting was it a black bear or a brown bear i don't i, I don't know just okay. well bear. it matters because one is scarier than the other well i don't know and then so we were locked into the classroom until i don't know it was like hours until Mm -hmm. they got control over the bear that's crazy yeah i couldn't do it um my elementary school was named after a bear you know that's pretty cool yogi bear oh Uh, winnie the pooh no my 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 elementary school was alan alexander milne elementary the guy who wrote winnie the pooh he's everywhere in in my elementary school and like all our old like school photos he's in the background of all of them that's very nice yeah. <laughs> um. So, do we think that this prank is in totality? Because there's three parts to this prank. Is it better or worse than the Volkswagen Beetle in the dorm room? I think it's equal for me. Like, uh, like skill level. It took a lot. My my issue here is that this could hurt someone. That is a bear. Like I like. Jokes aside, that's a damn bear, you know. And so, yes, you're. We're happy that they were able to escape. They obviously climbed out of a window, but what if they weren't able to escape? They'd be dead now. So it's like, let's just let's just reel it back in a little bit. We're taking this a little too far. Yeah, I think the bear takes more effort because you have to find someone who has a bear and who is willing to release the bear in a school. (laughs) I think that takes a lot more work than like like. Like, think about it. With Sean and Corey, Sean just hired his uncle, to, who is a mechanic, to disassemble and reassemble the car. Like, they probably helped. But, like, it's not as impressive as, like, finding someone who's like, yeah, I got a bear. You need a bear? Sure. I got it. 
Okay. Joe Exotic was hired by Angela and Rachel to bring the bear in. Who else would rent out their bear? Is Joe Exotic the one, the the tiger guy? Of the course. Tiger King, yes. Yeah. Okay. Does he have bears though? I, I think who so. Knows? I probably have yeah. bears. Probably who else would do it? Yeah. yeah. But no, I think yeah. I think right now, I think without the bear, the honey and underpants is brilliant. Yeah. Chef's kiss, no notes. But yeah, the same. But maybe drop feathers after the honey, like yeah, a you, true tarred feather. You need a three-part plan. But I still don't think I still I think that this escalates it to the next level. Um yeah. I I think that if it was just the glue on the seat, the tar and the honey, I think it the the Volkswagen would still be better. Yeah. Probably. But yeah. the bear I mean, escalates just- it. Yeah, but the Volkswagen is so original. You put a car in someone's dorm room, like the the the, the science wild. on that one is tough, you know. Yeah, so the bear is necessary to put this above it, but also I think it's a step too far. Like it's necessary, yeah. but also just a pinch uh dangerous for my liking. Yeah. And so the next day, Jack, Angela, and Rachel are like, Oh, do you guys want to surrender? And they're like, uh, absolutely not. And then Rachel sees a bunch of people like looking at something, and it turns out it is like a saucy photo of her, like life-size photo where she's pretty much naked except for like this feather kind of blanket, this like feathery blanket she has draped over her. Honestly, like, okay, to be fair, it's very tame because it's, you know, it's ABC. And so we're seeing less than you would see if she was wearing a bikini. But Rachel is very upset by this. We get the like, silly moment of jack trying to tear away the posters and there's just more and more and more and rachel's crying and eric's like i knew this was gonna happen the guys look super guilty my question is Chappelle, did they go too far okay i have to put this in like two different like mindsets so just bear with me on this one as i take you on this journey mm-hmm. number one i i in my memory thought this is how the episode ended I remember thinking when I said I wanted to watch these episodes, I remember thinking that, oh yeah. And then the end of the episode is they basically do like revenge porn on her and like, like post like her, you know, her, her scantily clad photo. Yeah. I also remember the photo being a lot worse. So now that I see the photo and I'm like, it's kind of tame. It's actually not bad at all. <laughs> so I'm just like, I have to compartmentalize that with, okay, that's how I feel. Now, Rachel's very upset about this. This was a very private photo that she gave to Jack. And so I do think that they went too far because it was very private. It means a lot to her. And they really like, they like crossed the line, especially because they went above and beyond to do it. They snuck in, stole the picture. Jack shouldn't have even showed it to anybody in the first place. Um, So there are layers of why that's such a bad thing. But generally speaking, I think that photo could have been on that wall and that have been a, ran- a random model and nobody would have looked twice. It would have been like, oh, that's a pretty picture. I don't yeah. think that she looked too exposed, uh, I'll say, but I think she has every right to be upset. Yeah, I, I can totally see your struggle with like, you know, with having two minds about this because first and foremost, like her privacy was violated. Um, she was not expecting this. It's pretty inappropriate. Uh, it was not something that like, it's not like she put it on Instagram and for all these right. people to see, this was a private photo that she had given to a ex uh, to a boyfriend at the time, now ex-boyfriend. So I can see like her, her boundaries were crossed 
and she was violated. However, my girl could have been like, and what bitches? I look fucking fabulous in this picture. And what? Like, I mm-hmm. know it's probably not realistic and I, I, I've never been in this situation. I don't know if I would be upset over it, but she looks fabulous and there's nothing better than being like, you stupid fucks. That is not even a good prank. Like, that's the best revenge. Yeah. So I'll come down probably the hardest on the guys. The reason is because I, I do agree that the photo, and again, this is by today's standards, mm-hmm. that this is a very tame photo. Back in the 90s, it's probably a lot saucier. And like Sarah, like you said, there isn't social media at the time where we don't know like if she would have posted a photo like this. Like she gave it to her boyfriend. It was for his eyes only. That under like that was her you know, thought was that only Jack was going to see this. Turns out that's not true. He showed it to Sean. But um, I think the reason I get most upset about this is because um, we know based on when Rachel was introduced on the show that she always hated being like, oh, she's the model. Like she's tall Mm. and she's beautiful. And that's what everybody sees when they look at her. And I can only imagine she has gone through her life where that is who she is. She's the beautiful girl that people don't take seriously because she's so pretty. And like she has red hair, right? She stands out. She's really tall. She has red hair. She's gorgeous. Like I can only imagine her being like, this is humiliating because this is like the only thing people are going to see of me. Mm. And they're going to assume that I posed for this photo for like modeling or something you know that this wasn't just a private photo and so I feel Mm. like yeah if you're Angela and I or excuse me if you're Rachel and I also think um seeing it in the moment I feel like you would have such a hard time getting the courage to be like fuck you I look great like I think she's so shocked that I don't know that she has the time or the capacity to like rewrite her brain to be like fuck you I look good you know I think it's too soon for her but like, cause I think eventually she could get to that place for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel bad for her because like, she didn't, she thought this was like friendly war. Right. I mean, no, there was a bear involved. Right. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> but like, that is a smidge too far when it gets to like, um, sexualizing someone in a public place. Um, especially yeah. with a photo that like certainly wasn't meant for your eyes. If this was a photo and they had like, Let's pretend this is like a photo they already had of her and they like drew a big like funny mustache on it and made like her look Mm -hmm. ridiculous. It's a little bit different than this. I just feel like they I like that the show did this where like they had Corey and Sean take it too far. I think it's like very smart Mm -hmm. that they did it this way. And I love the fact that they didn't involve Topanga because Chappelle, we all know my girl Topanga would have been like, absolutely not. You are not doing that. Well, I think that. And then she shows up and she's so concerned with who you left me out of the plan. Oh, like, no. Yeah, that's what she's more like, concerned about. I'm Period. like, girl, talk to them about what they just did because you're right. In the 90s, this picture looked a lot different. I told you, even in my memory, I thought that this was a way worse. But this is, I'm looking through 2022 lenses now, right? At the time, even, you know, we were like, oh my God, why would they post this picture of her? Dear God, she's naked. Um, mm-hmm. And for so for Topanga to show up, and this isn't just a criticism of her. This is a criticism of the show. There's no real consequence to them doing this to her. No, you know, right. they all have this big fight, but no one ever says, 
So y'all realize that posting pictures of someone like this is inappropriate and it should not be done. And it's basically sexual harassment, right? And it just never happens. And so yeah. I'm looking at Topanga crazy, but I'm also looking at, what's his name? Michael Jacobs. I'm looking at him crazy too. Yeah. The, the producer, of course. Yeah. Uh, you're exactly right. You both are. Um, there's no consequences for releasing this photo. Um, Mr. Feeney is nowhere to be found in this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, he, he doesn't even come in to like tell them they were wrong in this situation, which honestly we kind yeah. of needed because like you said, they get into this whole argument where it's like, okay, well, it was, it was, uh, Rachel gave it to Jack. Uh, when they were dating, Jack showed it to Sean while they were still dating. So Sean knew of its existence. And mm-hmm. so he he got into the dorm room by telling Angela he had forgotten like a book in there. And he stole the photo. He found the photo. He took it. And that's how they ended up with the photo. So yeah. there's like a lot going on. Many here. layers of gross. Yeah, many, many layers of gross. And then we have like Topanga walking in with leaves in her hair. She still has a bunch of honey in there. And like yeah. you said, like. She does say, Rachel, I'm so sorry. Like, I had nothing to do with this. Like, and then not even two seconds pass when she turns around and she's like, why did I have nothing to do with this? Like, it's not. She does say later, Sarah, like, if you had told me, I would have told you it was a dumb fucking idea. But that is not the first thing she jumps to. The first thing she jumps to is like, why was I left out? Why was I left out? Really bad. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Nobody's being an advocate except for Angela. No one's being an advocate for Rachel and that's definitely the issue um and I feel very bad that Rachel is violated in this situation and then even worse that the other people started fighting amongst themselves and the issue was no longer Rachel was um violated and Rachel is upset it became more so that the the in crowd is fighting yeah. And yep. and you can tell that Rachel feels like a supporting character. Yep. Like in her real life. You know, that's weird though. Cause you know, we talk about that now. It's like, oh, this person has main character energy and this, that, and the other. And I get it. I'm a wacky next door neighbor. That's who I was cast to be in life. <laughs> but like Rachel has been sitting around watching the show that we're watching, the Corey and Sean and Topanga show for uh two seasons now. And she's like, um, when when are we gonna have the Rachel time? Like I, yeah. I this is an issue with me that I would like to talk about. And they're like, yeah, but I'm left out of the team. She's like, I'm naked on the t- on the wall, and you want to talk about your position in this team? Wait, yeah, had your entire yeah. lives to work this out. I just want to talk about me right now. Yeah, it's it's terrible for Rachel because, and I really love how they did this where they have like the trio on one side and the the newcomers, quote unquote, on the other side, because we have like Corey saying like Topinga, why are you taking Rachel's side? You've known us your entire life. You've only known her a few years, which is so hurtful to think that like you're ranking your friends based on how long you've known them. Like that's really unfair. It solidifies Jessica as a solid number seven. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, the thing is, is Rachel can never beat the others in time. You know what I yeah. mean? She can't go back in time. And yeah. so she feels awful about this. And like, and I think on top of that, like Angela and Jack are, have probably already had those feelings like underlying. And it just like really brought them out in this moment. And we end up with like everyone just leaving, which is so rare in the show, Chappelle, to see like people just walk off alone without each other. 
Yeah, and and it's and it's weird because you know they're doing the like, no, don't go, or you come back this way, or mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Like, oh, I'm not speaking to you. I'm not speaking to you. And that and honestly, it's funny. It is funny though. I'm not speaking to you is left and right. Um, because we get a lot of that in this episode, and then we get a lot of that in the next episode too. But at the end of the day, they just it completely ignored the issue. And honestly, the issue goes back to the initial problem was Angel uh, Rachel. I'm sorry, showed up feeling like having a horrible day being completely disrespected by people who should not have been in her room in the first place, in her bed, treating yep. her like this. And then they played a prank on her. She didn't do anything except tell right. her to get out. So it's like, this woman has basically just been getting bullied by y'all for like two days at this point. And so, yeah, she did the bear thing, which again, I, I unforgivable. You know, you took the bear <laughs> on there. to kill people. I, yeah, but I, I am not going to stop stressing that she did try to kill someone. Uh, but this is one of those moments where, okay, now that we see that she's crying, also, not the greatest cry. I mean, this fake boohoo that she was doing into her hands, the actress. <laughs> I was like, come on. But, but she's crying. She's obviously hurt. And they're just making this all about them. And it's it's kind of sad to watch. Right. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Um, we see the couple. Uh, well, yeah, everybody, everyone leaves. And we see Corey and Topanga in their, like, crummy little apartment talking about the day's events. Yeah, and uh, and so we have like T- uh, Topanga being like, uh, you know what? I would have told you if you involved me in this. I would have told you it was a dumb idea, and um, and he's just like, I don't want you to think you're not my best friend. And she's like, I know where I stand. Like I've always known where I stand. And he like, I hate that Corey still doesn't understand that this was a terrible idea. He's like, why was this a bad idea? And then Topanga, in my opinion, does a really bad job because she's like, because you hurt somebody's feelings. And instead of just saying you hurt Rachel's feelings, she goes, you hurt Rachel's feelings and mine. (laughs) More importantly, mine. Right. Like, sure, you exposed her to everybody, but you didn't tell me you were going to do it. Oh, my God. I'm Topanga. Like, oh, God. Yeah. They were kind of insufferable in this episode. I'm not going to lie to you. Terrible. And so then we get, like, at the boys' apartment, it's really awkward because we have, like, Sean and Jack not talking. Eric trying to teach them about Gandhi. Like, oh, my God. And he's just like, okay, I'm going to fast until everyone is, like, you know, over it and talking again. He's trying to get them to talk. And then he ends up stealing Sean's burger because he's so hungry. <laughs> so one second. Uh. And they do the worst thing possible. Like, this is the worst you could do. You're kicking a puppy at this point. When they revealed to Eric, like, Eric, nobody wanted you on their team. Like, people were trying to get you on the other team. And it finally, like, sinks in. And you're like, oh, why'd you have to do that? Eric didn't even do anything wrong. He's been in the middle this whole time. He hasn't hurt anybody's feelings. Because they have to hurt everybody at this point. <sighs> Terrible. There, no, there's nobody that survives this roast. <laughs> we're all losers have- here. Yeah. They, they were feeling hurt. And, you know, Sean and Jack... They're not the nicest people all the time, anyway. No. They like if anybody was going to just go no. out of their way to piss, like to just hurt Eric' feelings. Aside from Corey, these are probably like number one and two yeah. of of the main offenders. Yeah, yeah, like the that's the big three: Corey, Sean, and Jack. Will find a way to say something mean when you don't think when you least expect it. And when it comes to Eric, definitely Corey. But I was maybe less so Sean, but Jack has that speed to him too. Jack yeah. is so, I mean, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Jack, but Jack, especially at this point, is really like, why am I hanging out with this dumb fuck? 
towards Eric. And it's yeah, like, and- energy is so rude. But he already learned the life lesson from Feeney of like you need uh you need um Eric to rub off on you a little bit. Like you need to lighten up a little bit. You need to be more of a people well, person like Eric is. Like, but no, it's it's done. And then we get like everybody arguing again, like Topanga, <laughs> Topanga with her roast that isn't even a roast to Sean of like, here's my coffee. Why don't you make a toast with it? And it's like, all right, calm down, Topanga, enough. Um, but yeah, all of them do this. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. I love it. I just think that she's been holding on to this, like, you and Corey thing for so long. Yeah. But even at the wedding, she's still, like, mm, seething. Like, oh, I want it to be us. It's like, let it go. At this point, Topanga, you've been here long enough to know how this goes. You either need to get on board with the fact that those two are inseparable, and you and Corey can be inseparable, but you and Sean don't have to be inseparable. I know you want to be a part of this team. It just feels like you don't like Corey hanging out without you because it's like you have Corey. Corey will leave Sean for you. He really would. If you made him, he'd pick you. Um, but she wants to be a, a, the three of them. She wants to be a part of this legendary, you know, duo that we've all known and grown up with. She see, she's watched the show like everybody yeah. else. But it's just, is this worth it? Really? No. This is why groups of three friends never work out. It like There's always mm. someone left out. Exactly. This yeah. is why if you have a group of friends, you need four. Never have an odd number group of friends. Yeah. And we get this like to be continued because they leave it on a really bad note where like no one is talking to each other. And I was like, oh, my God, like I actually really love the to be continue in this episode because I think they do a really good job. Like to me, these two episodes do feel distinctly different. And it doesn't feel like something that you could have just smushed into one episode. Do you know what I mean, Sarah? Like, it does yeah, feel totally. like there's there's a reason to have these as two separate episodes. I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, the next episode we're covering half of it's a dream sequence. But, yeah, totally. We could not have. But it's have a fun both. dream sequence. Oh, yeah. No, it's the best. There. It's the best. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, we, we have war and then we're going to have peace. And I think, like, we're just all going to lay it all out here like let's like the three of us we're a group of three friends like let's just lay out all of our issues yeah Yeah. and and i think in the real time this is even more impactful because you might know this is the final season of uh, boy meets world but Mm -hmm. you don't know how it's going to end so like knowing that it's a happy ending for whatever the case may be but if you're watching it in the real time for the first time you're like this is the last season dear god do they ever come back from this and there's actually a legitimate question of if they will yeah yeah um so let's stop down to take a break from our sponsors and we will be right back to chat about the next episode okay we are back season seven episode 16 seven the hard way um we get the like previously on whatever 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 um they're all in um we get like (laughs) i'm not tagging you uh, and they're all in Feeney's classroom now. Um, and like Eric is really trying. He's like, everyone, we like need to get along. We need to like get over this. Feeney is trying. He says, no one leaves this room until you've healed every relationship. And I kind of loved this team up, Chappelle, of Feeney and Eric together. Like, cause it feels like kind of the way it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they're they're great together. You know, Feeney, Feeney's probably if he had to pick eric is his favorite right it's his favorite child that he didn't give birth to right and so so here yeah they're on the same page but you know this is eric's doing because you kind of want to 
like, or at least from my point of view, I was wondering why Feeney was so invested. Like, I get why he would be invested in the Corey Sean Topanga, but for him to be like, and Jack and Rachel and y'all, y'all, I know this group better than anybody on the planet. I was like, how well do you know Rachel and Jack? You know, like, okay, I know you know the three, but why do you care about the seven? Maybe even the four. Mm. But I just don't think the seven is something that Feeney's ever really cared about too much before this. No. I mean, mm. have we ever seen a one-on-one interaction between Angela and Feeney? And Angela has been in, was <laughs> like in high school with the bunch. I think yeah. it's more like, okay, I think it's more of Feeney cares about the foursome of the Matthews boys, Topanga and and uh, Sean. And then by proxy, like, because they're connected to the others, right? He doesn't want Sean and Angela to break up because Sean would be devastated. He doesn't want Jack and Eric to not be speaking. And Rachel is the one I feel like most loosely connected, but well, that's her whole entire problem. Jess, like that's why she's so upset. And she no, but like she and her did have. Remember, they teamed up uh, for class when he was. Oh, that that, yes, they again. were on each other's yeah. uh, team for that one school project where he mm-hmm. totally embarrassed her. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's maybe, right. Maybe, maybe that's why she's so ready to leave, though, because I just think that would fall so hollow on me if you're telling me like I care about this group, and and the group is saying. You've only really been around for what six months, and you're like, yeah, I have only been around for six months, Mister yeah. Vini. Do you care about me, or do you really think I should be here to help them make up so they can all live happily mm-hmm. ever after? I probably would have left too. Yeah, seriously. Like at this point, what is Rachel getting out of this? She has like two guys that like were drooling over her. I mean, they did take her in when she had nowhere else to be that's the that's the thing and she's really connecting with the girls as well i think that she can probably just do without Corey and sean like i think if yeah if rachel had her perfect situation she would want to kick out Corey and sean from the group i agree and i think did, did, did you either of you think about this when you were watching this of like how kind of meta this episode was of like you have the three like stars in Topanga, uh, yes. Sean and Corey. And then you have like the quote unquote outsiders of like Jack, Rachel and Angela being like, we know we're new and you're in an exclusive club and we can't get into it. Like it felt very meta of like, I, I would, it would have sucked to be a latecomer to the show and feel oh, yeah. like you're left out. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure that was not lost on those three actors. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that also reminds me because I was trying to remember what this reminded me of when I was watching it. And this was a huge plot point in This Is Us between the big three oh, and their significant yes. others. It was always there was a lot of discussions with um gosh, I I barely remember Randall's wife. Randall's wife Beth, um Kate's husband Toby Toby, Toby. Yeah. And Miguel. Um, and they were always like, we're on the outside of this family. We're on the outside. It like was very reminiscent of that. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Rachel brings it up of like, well, Jack and Sean are brothers. Yeah. And like Angela and Sean are dating. So like, what does that make me? Like, how am I linked to you all? And it's like, okay, it's so true. Like, and the thing that really pissed me off is like, as soon as Rachel says this, Topanga's like, well, let's not forget that they left me out of their plan. And I'm like, I'm bitch. Give it a rest. Look, I love her just like everybody else, but dear God, woman. Yeah. 
And it's like the one thing y'all should all be trying to figure out right now is how can we help Rachel feel more like a part of the group? Yes. And they're yes. completely, it's going over all their heads. And the craziest part about it is that they never come to terms with that. The episode no. ends without anybody saying, Rachel, they just that hug her. Was messed up. Right. It was Angela's like, you're my roommate and I love you. And they're like, oh, and I love Angela. And I love a Angela loves Sean. And I love Topanga. It's just like, yeah. Rachel, still here. Still, still here. On the on the bottom of the dog pile. <laughs> yeah. Still here. Literally, it sucks. Yeah. Like they're not listening to anything she's saying about how like it's impossible to break into this group. And like as much as they want to pretend like she's a part of the group, she's never gonna feel included. And it sucks mm. because I think um even though we're in college at this point, I think we all can like relate to that, to relate to like not fitting in or not feeling like you're a part of something and feeling like the Rachel in those situations. And it's just like, it sucks because no one listens to her. I think Eric is the only one who is like trying to, I mean, he doesn't say, all he says is like, we're, we're going to work this out, but he does try to like grab her and get her to stay and like, he does care about her. I feel like Eric could have said here, like, no, Rachel, these are the reasons you're important to me. This is why you're a valuable member of this group, you know? Um, but I also think that Rachel is the least interested in hearing Eric's point of view. And I don't mean in a bad way. It's more so she knows that she has, like, Eric's support, but it's everybody else who's not giving her the support she needs, you know? Like, Eric's already mm -hmm. the one that has brought this whole group together in the effort to fix this stuff and he's already the one that was like i he wasn't even part of the of the war he didn't even get the invite so yeah. i think yeah. that even though that would have been nice to hear it's not is she didn't need to hear it from eric like she need to she needed to hear it from pretty much everybody else i think yeah. it's mostly the boys though if i was going to call out specific people i would say like Corey and sean is who she and needs topanga. to hear from well topanga, and topanga uh, is, but even even topanga like she's been closer with right like she was a bridesmaid she's not her doing a very good her. job i mean well topanga is too obsessed with the fact that like yes. she thinks that all of a sudden you get married and that means that Sean and Corey are no longer going to be the tight duo that she's going to take Sean's place when I would have like, I mean, obviously I didn't get married as young as Topanga did, but in my opinion at that age, your friends are the most important thing to you. Like yeah. it only thing that's going to change that in my opinion, again, I could be wrong because I don't have the experiences she has, but like the only thing that's going to change that is growing up is getting older when like mm. your significant other, your spouse, your partner becomes that person for you more than your your quote-unquote like best friend does at least in my opinion again that's my experience but she's expecting way too much out of like oh we got married all of a sudden Sean and Corey can't be top two anymore now I'm yeah. inserting myself there if I was in Rachel's position I would probably be more offended at Topanga anyway because I would expect more from her right exactly. like Fair, she yeah. was a bridesmaid in her wedding she also has good sense most of the time and it's like you can't see where I'm coming from, that they put a car in my bedroom while I was sleeping after I had the worst day. And like, mm -hmm. I came home literally complaining about the day I had. And you can't like sympathize with me enough on that. Now, here I am getting exploited on, you know, or whatever. And you're so worried about your spot. It's like, Tamanga, I thought, listen, boys aside, I thought me and you were good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yep, I know that those two idiots got each other and then they got you and then the rest of us. I get that. 
but damn, I thought it was at least me, you, and Angela, you know? Shoot. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. I absolutely agree. I absolutely feel as though if maybe Rachel felt the support from Topanga and, um, I think that she she it's kind of frustrating also for Angela's point of view because how many times have you been I've been the friend a lot that has been the one that's like I'm supporting you like I'm here for you and then your friend has been like oh, like nobody's here like nobody gets me like nobody can understand what I'm going through I'm like I'm right here like what about like is my mm -hmm. support not important enough is my support not good enough for you and it's it's hard to not feel like you're not being appreciated or um, valued or seen in that moment because for whatever reason, your support's not the one that the person is seeking. And no. like, I feel bad for the Angela spot. So even if Angela repeatedly has been saying like, Rachel, like I'm here for you. Like, I totally agree with you. Like Rachel is not acknowledging that because she's too focused on like everybody else it's it's kind of like yeah. a really like nuanced argument uh, and fight between this this group it's really getting well, very that's tangled why that's why it's so interesting because first of all we all know i love a bottle episode i love <laughs> when you take all your characters and you throw them in a room and you see what happens because Nine times out of ten on the show, we're getting very specific pairs. It's not often that they're changing things up and putting two random people together that we never see together, right? Like, yeah. how many scenes are Jack and Topanga chatting? You know what I mean? It just, like, doesn't right. happen. And no. so I think that, like, when you have so many relationships and different dynamics happening in one scene and, like, everyone is mad at someone else for whatever reason it gets so sloppy and messy and like boy if I don't fucking love mess on my tv screen you know it's just so interesting yeah of course um and then because like there's a bunch of fights within the fights like we haven't even sp I mean like we've talked about the fact that Topanga is jealous between Corey and Sean mm -hmm. but there's that's getting worse we're not even talking about the fact that Corey and Sean are just like being total asshats throughout this entire thing like they're the only ones that are not stressed out that everyone is fighting because they're like well we have each other we're just being jerks like sean's main interest is angela like he's just like we're okay right like that's what he mm -hmm. cares about Corey's main interest is topanga like he doesn't fucking give a shit about anybody else so that means to me all they fucking care about is you know getting some at the end of the night like that's mm -hmm. what they're concerned about yeah. Um, because in their minds, as long as they have their girl and as long as they have their best friend, then they don't care about what's happening with anybody else. Mm -hmm. Corey even says at some point, like, this is just going to blow over. It's like, cause that's because you're minimizing how everybody else feels. Of course yeah. it's going to blow over to you because you still got your best friend and your wife. Yeah. But cause you're Angela, not doing anything. Cause you're cushioned right. in the middle. You're not one of these, like, he's the I, most like, insulated. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He is the most insulated pretty much. Like the two of them are. Because they're they have brothers in this group and they have best friends and they and Corey has a wife like he's like not so I mean of course they have the least to lose yeah yeah Angela needs to win I'm sorry Rachel needs to win HOH and put Corey and uh, <laughs> on the block together yes and then see what no Corey and Sean on the block Corey and together Sean and see what yeah happens. right yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the move. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Rachel ends up leaving because Feeney says, like, well, we're all going to write something nice down about each other. But again, the fighting doesn't stop. And Sean calls Topanga Yoko Ono, which is really funny. <laughs> um, And so Eric is now stressed out because Rachel has left. And, like, Feeney just wants to leave. 
and then he, go home Feeny. yeah and eric's like i brought you here to help me and uh Feeny is just like listen i can't succeed here like Feeny, we never like see Feeny give up but he does he just like gives up here which is also really sad and i didn't like it and like eric points it out he's like listen Feeny's giving up on that us come on he's not doing this he's never done this before Feeny uh, just wants to go home with the dean and make his salad like let this man go home please i bet Feeny yes. eats walnuts all the time oh i bet he does <laughs> he's yeah. a walnut eater for sure Yes, yeah. I can tell. He gets really excited yeah. when it's Christmas season and he could pull out his nutcracker and like get to work. Yes. I bet he has like the cool decorative ones too, you know, like the actual nutcracker people. He definitely yeah, does. Yeah. Love that guy. He does. Um, so he tries to like dismiss them, but Eric is just like, everybody has to stay here. Come on, we have to work this out. But everybody's leaving. Um, even like Sean and Angela are like not getting along. And I think like Sean really expected that like Oh, even if the group doesn't work out, like Angela and I will still be fine, you know? Yep. Um, but even to Topanga gets pissed off again because Corey's like, oh, Sean, you can hang with us. And Topanga's like, don't you think it's more important if we talk right now? And I'm like, oh my God, no one cares about your drama, Trio. No one cares. <laughs> this it's shirt really that Topanga is mm-hmm. wearing, it's like this pink sweater. But there's like it. two giant yellow circles on her boobs. Yes, the worst. <laughs> Why is This is a weird, weird shirt. It's also a very weird length because it's like almost cropped, but she's wearing such high waisted pants that it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's a- I don't, I don't love her in this moment, including the outfit, because she's like, I'll, yeah. I'll just stand over here while you figure out how to tell your best friend that I'm yeah. your new best friend. Like, come on. Yeah, and man. Sean is getting pissed off because he's like, Oh my god, you're gonna let her come between us. And he, like, Corey really, again, Corey sucks, but, like, he really is in a really rough spot here. Like, what is he supposed to do? No matter what he does, someone's going to be pissed off at him. I mean, he's been in this spot before where he had to choose between the two of them. And let me let me Always just say that, hard. right? He's also just terrible about balancing his relationship with his friendship. Like, he's terrible at this. Yeah, and to be clear, I think he should tell Sean to shut the hell up. You know, like, Sean is like, are you really going to let your wife come between the greatest friendship of all time? It's like... Yeah, but uh, I love you to death, and I'm and I'm you know rooting for us as a friendship. But I mean, I do have to console my wife at some point. I don't know why you think <laughs> I, I wouldn't. You know, yeah. like really, you're just gonna address your wife right now? Like, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's my wife, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> Like, I love you to death, and I love being on your side in these kind of things. But also, that's my wife. When we leave here, I'm going home to her. So, yeah, mm, they're all insufferable in this episode. Yeah, they're all pretty terrible. And this is when, so they walk away, and this is when we get the, like, flash forward, like, dream sequence. The first two, so this is basically, like, Feeney's retirement. And you said it was six years, Sarah, because you did the math of six years later? I believe so. It's 2006, and this was either in 99 or in 2000. Okay. Mm. So we have Topanga and Corey are the first to walk in. Um, Topanga is wearing, like, Sarah, it's an all-pink outfit. I mean, she looks like she just got out of like CCD she looks like Christian bubblegum. Yeah, I yeah. hate is, it. Is she supposed to look sub- like a like a mom, like a suburban yes. mom? Yes. Is that what yeah. she's gonna be giving? It's not great, y'all. It's, <laughs> it's, terrible. it's absolutely not. terrible. Like it's 
it's like Stepford wifey, but in a mm. terrible way. I think Chappelle, I think the problem is it's too much pink. Because even the purse is pink. Yeah, it's a full pink look. I do like her hair in a low pony. I thought that looked good. It definitely was like they're trying to be like, oh, she's grown up. She wears her hair in a low pony. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like head up, I can get down with it. But it's really, it's the freaking cardigan. Like she needs to get off the cardigan life. Yes. See, that's the thing. The 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 monochromatic, like all pink thing. Like I I'm down with that. It's right? cool. Like, yeah. That's it cool, reminds me of but... like Biden's inauguration, where everybody was wearing, um, yes. mon- like one color, which I loved. Everybody was wearing like a a jacket and the shoes yes. and the bag. It was all one color. It was awesome. But, but the, the cardigan it just takes away from not it. That's the cardigan. It's supposed to be a statement. When you do one color, you're like, bam, I'm here. And the cardigan feels like I'm here, but also like I just took my Crocs off and changed into this, you know? You know what it reminds me of? It Mm. is like bargain Elle Woods. Yes. Oh, like like Elle Woods if she retired, you know? That's what I'm saying because Elle Woods has style, bitch. She makes an entrance. Whereas Topanga's just like, I got this on sale yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it at, like, like. At Ross for less. Yeah, yeah, like, listen, no shame. I love a good sale. But I'm just saying that's what it looks like. She got this out of the bargain bin. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she's not, it's not here. But Corey, uh, Sarah, I messaged you and I was like, Corey's wearing glasses. Corey's wearing glasses. He comes in, he's looking fit. He's in like, he's wearing like his like dockers or whatever the hell these are like pleated dress pants he has a belt mm-hmm. on he has a gray button down this nice tie but of course like obviously the newest thing to grace Corey's face is his like very harry potter-esque glasses they're very small i mean like before he even started making cpa jokes i was like this bitch is a fucking accountant he looks like a math like loser <laughs> isn't that a little like like listen I'm not Jewish, but isn't it a little problematic to just assume that Corey one day is going to be an accountant? Like, you just can't just put that on him. Well, I was the like, thing really? is, he's never looked more Jewish in this moment. Yeah, well, ben, <laughs> ben Savage is Jewish, but Corey Matthews Corey is, is not. not Jewish. He's talked about, like, basically basically they've hinted at Catholicism with him before, or at least Christianity, mm. I should say. But, but, but Corey is always also making, like, tons of Yiddish phrases oh, and references. Oh, 1,000%. Yes, yes. But I'm just saying, like, canonically... No, oh, yeah. yeah. This not, boy's never yeah. seen a fucking menorah in his life, but he's dressing <laughs> like he just she just came out of church. He just came out of synagogue without a doubt. <laughs> he's like making tax references. I was like, I just feel like y'all should not have done this. Like, why I've are you doing this? I've never seen yeah. Corey do add math. two numbers in my right. life. <laughs> when did he become a mathematician? He's actually really shitty at math. He, <laughs> he really sucks at math. So yeah. I was shocked that Corey's a freaking accountant. So I was like, oh. No, this doesn't check out. Like, he was not supposed to be an accountant. And the first person they bump into when they're there is, of course, Angela, who, can I just say, because Angela, Sarah, we talked about it all season. I feel like we talked about it season six. Angela's hair, always beautiful, always amazing, always stunning. They really were like, you know what we're going to do here? I love Angela's outfit. She's wearing these, like, pleather pants. She looks badass, right? She has her pleather pants. She has on her, like, a sweater without sleeve, turtleneck, red, like, fire engine red shirt. She has a glass of wine. I'm not an expert on purses. I didn't love the bag. Sorry. (laughs) Um, It's like a a big clutch thing. I I don't know what's up with that. I don't like the belt on the pants either. Um, (laughs) But the hair, Chappelle... They, like, straight up pushed her hair back and made her, like, put it in some crappy braid. 
low pony like Topanga. It's the same. It's just you know they they you like we all know behind the scenes this woman was basically doing her own hair and then they were just giving her direction and they probably told her can you pull it back because you're older and more mature now and she's probably like okay I guess because I'm sure her hair was just fine the way she had it. I love I love her hair like all these seasons where like she has the color in it. At one point, Sarah she had like remember the little pink things in it. And then they done fucked it up by making her do a low pony. What the fuck? I actually, um, uh, I actually like the entire outfit, including the hair. To be honest you with like you, I think that I, I do, I do. Like she mm-hmm. looks very sleek, actually, and she kind of reminds me of like a young, trendy professional, like somebody that would work in fashion or a fashion magazine or a newspaper. She looks like a young professional, and I really liked her entire ensemble because I thought it was very like minimalistic and sleek and trendy and i kind of thought that it served a look from head to toe and i didn't i can see i have issue with the fact that like topanga is getting her hair curled for like nine hours a day every single day but they couldn't fucking manage to put together um you know a team to be able to work with uh trina mcgee i think that's like incredibly ridiculous and offensive but i think that like she's really serving a look here i like her gold earrings i like her minimal makeup like it's working for me and i think it's because like especially in comparison with like topango who's the epitome of suburbia to see angela so sleek it's edgy it's it feels edgy and cool yeah, she definitely has one of the better looks of the the group, especially because, like, we find out, like you were saying, she has, like, a nice job, right? Um, So, like you said, so Topanga, I think, well, let's see. She went to school. She went to, like, wait, is she a lawyer so, here? No. So she said that she was going to be a lawyer. That's where she was heading. That's right. But Corey and Sean got, sorry. Hmm. <laughs> Topanga and Sh- Corey got pregnant. <laughs> oh, wait, with Beverly Glenn. With a child named Beverly Glenn, and Girl. they decided to that she was going to stay home instead. Yeah. That's what they said. I so I feel like she got to the lawyer part, but when it came time for her to become partner and to really become like a badass in her career, yeah. she decided to be a mom instead, which is yes. perfectly fine. But Beverly Glenn, come on, y'all. Yeah, what are we how doing do we here? Glenn. Uh, no, Glenn. First of all, I mean Beverly <laughs> is like kind of an old people name. No offense to anybody named Beverly. Yeah, I guess but so. like. Glenn? Glenn? I I like Glenn alone, but Beverly Glenn means like that's like an old, old person. Like you gave birth she, to like yeah. a 72-year-old woman. <laughs> Truly. I do think that their real baby names are better. Like I was re- always oh, shitting what on is, the name. Remind me what the names are from um... Riley is the girl and Augie um no. is the boy. No. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. with Augie. The Augie's bad. But I, I mean, I think it's, I don't know, there was an improvement. Um, but no. yeah, um, it's super awkward, God. though, between the three of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because Angela is just like, oh, like, are you, are you like uh, working? And we find out like about the baby and she's like, oh, she's beautiful. Um, and she's like, yeah, I might, I might not, not go back to work. Um, and they say like, oh, I thought about you. Yeah, I thought about you, too. But life goes by. And then we see Feeney and Sean um, meeting up. And, oh, I'm sorry. Before that, we have Corey bumping into Jack. And they just keep, like, <laughs> Jack is wearing a the biggest. Pin- the, yeah, go ahead, Chappelle. It's, like, the biggest, like, shoulder pads I've ever seen. 
I'm so offended by this because you said earlier that Corey actually looks really good. And honestly, I think it's because like he's more tailored than Jack is. Jack is supposed to be rich, right? And I think mm -hmm. maybe in the early 2000s, it was like, you know, the big suits were like the big wigs, maybe like the Donald Trump-esque people um, have like the big suits with the shoulder pads. But Corey looks a lot more like clean than, to me than Jack does in this moment. He looks like somebody painted him into that suit, like just like poured <laughs> it on top of him. I, I hate it so much. But it's ugly. It's, yeah, it's like he's an executive, but that suit is 14 sizes too big. And I was yeah. there in 2000, and so I know that's what we were wearing. But Corey ate yeah. him up in this one. I'm sorry. It makes him look like a triangle. Yeah. Because it's just oh, so big yeah. at the top. And I really, I really hate pinstripes. I know they had a moment. I just really hate them. I think they're so ugly. They're just not something that stands the test of time. And so, like, he looks so weird. And like you said, he's supposed to be this, like, rich guy. He has, like, he's like a businessman. And him and Corey have this, like, really awkward conversation. Also, he has uh, – what are these even called, Sarah? Is it a goatee? He just, like, barely has a patch on his chin. I don't soul understand. Patch. It's soul No, patch. the soul patch – isn't the soul patch this thing that's under oh, your Oh, I thought lip? you said that he just had a chin. A well, chin. he yeah, has it. It goes – what is it called? I thought it was the soul patch. Is that not the soul patch? Yeah, I thought well, that the was soul the soul patch. Oh, no, the soul thing. patch is in the front. Yeah, he just yeah, has, the like, soul patch like, is um, here. Like a, like a beard it, patch. <laughs> he has a weird like goatee where it's like underneath his but chin. I thought the goatee was all the way around. I think then so it's too. not I a goatee then I guess. It's not a goatee, but we can't figure out what it's called. Whatever exactly. Which means he shouldn't have it, I think. Yeah. It's nasty. <laughs> I think but, that like the fact that he hasn't been able to pin down exactly what he does besides quote unquote businessman is highly suspicious. Yeah. So to me, he's automatically like, you know, in the mafia or something yeah he's a scammer at the very least yeah um, there's something up with yeah. him in his career he's like i'm very rich but he's not explaining <laughs> what he does yeah and so we find out that sean is a writer he like writes for rolling stone and i think to me sean feels like the most dressed to his character or like what we would assume his character would be like at this stage because he's wearing a leather jacket like he did a lot when he was younger he has mm -hmm. on this like I don't know what kind of hat this is but it's it's backwards and he has a he has a goatee so Sean actually has a goatee he has this necklace on he has his cartilage pierced like there's a lot of Trendy. changes with Sean so I'm pretty sure that this is just how Ryder Strong dresses now. That's not surprising because, oh, you know what? It's a paper boy cat. That's what it is. Yeah. But it's backwards. It's yeah. yeah, it's a Newsies, backwards that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Really? I hate it. I hate every aspect of what Sean has going on. So what, is well, it that you hate the outfit or you don't think it? it fits him or both? I think it's both. I don't know. I think. I think it's like when i think of what sean could have been give me what like mr turner or eli how they were kind of dressing oh. a little bit like it's 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 a little bit cooler like this is only six years later sean's 26 or tw oh, you know that's like a thing <laughs> yeah it's they really are aging them up a lot in this yeah dear god i mean he might be 27 years old he dresses older than me right now, and I am way older than this character is supposed to be. <laughs> so it just it makes me very uncomfortable. I hate this outfit so much. Oh, see, I thought this one fit the most. Like, I think it How makes. How old is he though? No, but I think Sean would be like 
Sean is like cool guy Sean, right? But I also think he like leans in a little too hard. Like he's mm. like, what will look cool? Maybe I'll get my cartilage pierced. You know what I mean? Mm, like maybe I'll wear yeah. this moose cap. Magwards. Like I could yeah. see him doing these things. Yeah. It's also a horrible jacket. I mean, if you're going to do a leather jacket, you can do better Wait, than that. Wait, isn't but... that his leather jacket? No, it you looks know? distinctly different. No, because his old leather jacket was a much more like brown beat up jacket. This one is definitely, it oh, fits it's him more. Long. It's, it's long. It's and long and short. I mean, it's yeah. long and um thin. It looks thin. It looks very thin. Yeah. yeah. And so we get this awkward. So yeah, Feeney's like, oh, I've been, I've been like keeping all your articles. And it seems like him and him and Feeney have kept in touch, which I really liked that tiny detail because that seems very real to me that Feeney would collect Sean's articles and that they would stay in touch. Cause I think the older Sean gets, the more appreciation he has for Feeney and the more like kindred spirits I could see them being. Um he probably has a lot of like fond memories of Mr. Feeney and Feeney being his first real advocate in um, for an adult that was not a parent. I mean, Mr. Turner, really, but Feeney to an extent as well. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't pick up that they were like uh, that they had stayed in touch. It just felt like for me, like maybe Feeney had just kept he's never stopped following Sean's career. You know, like everything Sean does, he keeps up with and he keeps track of. But I, I don't get the sense that, you know, Sean has been talking to Mr. Feeney. Uh, and so, so as much as Mr. Feeney's probably still stalking him like he's been doing his whole life. <laughs> Fair. Uh, and so Sean does ask about Corey and Topanga and Corey's right behind him. And so they have this like a little bit of an awkward exchange. Sean, this is the first that Sean is hearing that Corey had a baby. Um, and he says like, it's so weird. He's like, oh, you're the father. Like, I couldn't tell if that was like a joke or like Has a dig. Or maybe both. I mean, get the it digs in when you can. I mean, the whole thing is weird. It's so awkward. You know, it's awkward. It's a bit sad just to think. I mean, I don't know. You think about when you are in high school or college and you're like, these are going to be. I remember like when you write in your yearbooks, you're always like to your high school friends, like we are going to be best friends forever. Like I'll never forget you. And then how often do you keep in touch with those people? that you spend so much time with and you, you know, have so many memories with It's It's just sad that like life moves on without you, without them. Yeah. I had a friend like that in high school as well. One of, one of my closest friends in high school, we were so close that his, his uh, girlfriend used to do the exact same thing. She'd be like, Oh, go tell your boyfriend Chappelle that I'm like, that we're going to the such and such. And I'd be like, Oh, where are we going as a family? <laughs> and, yeah. um, and we do not talk at all to this day. I mean, like we, yeah. we made it probably like two years into college. And then there was like slow decline. And then one year I was just like, I don't need this friendship anymore. Like we just like, we just couldn't connect anymore. Um, so yeah. I definitely see it. It's, it sucks, but uh, like, I don't like have any regrets, but I do kind of wonder how we would be if we had still be remain friends. I have, I have like a fair amount of people that I, you know, lost touch with. And I just like think of them once in a while. And it's just like, and in particular, it's events. Like I have like this one college friend that I used to be like best friends with. And we had a falling out. And I saw that she had a baby and like, I saw then she got engaged and like all these things. And I'm like, gosh, like, it's so weird. Cause like we used to talk about all this stuff together. And I always imagined like me and your, and me and your life when you, these things happened and you know, mm -hmm. we don't even talk anymore. Yeah. Um, it's just like a very, it's, it's a very sad feeling. Um, 
so i i feel back like i understand why it's so awkward yeah like this can certainly happen i think i think 99% of me feels like it's fine like a lot of the people i was friends with in high school we were friends of circumstance if that makes sense where like we were friends because we went to the same high school and we had like a little bit in common um but now that we are grown adults like we have very different people and we have very different interests and i don't see how we would be friends like what would we even talk about you know what i mean there's only like one friend that i like occasionally will look up from time to time just to see what they're up to because i'm like the, uh, the way our friendship like instead of it like petering out like a lot of those high school friendships did it kind of like stopped abruptly if that makes sense so there's less like closure in that situation yep. so then you're like oh let me look up and see what they're up to like the spite look up you know what i mean where you're like what yeah. is this bitch doing um <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's yeah. see if they're without me <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but like i mean that's kind of how like this whole thing like they stopped talking because of a fight um and yeah. they couldn't do spite lookups like what, what no they, they didn't the... yeah they didn't have the social media to well do the spite actually lookup. they didn't have a social i mean uh 2006 facebook was just coming out a little yeah, early for no, it yeah i would say yeah it was a little early for people to actually care about it you know like yeah it was like right and they were Space college was kids it wasn't like 27 year olds were like getting right. on the face exactly yeah. myspace was a thing though i wonder who was in whose top eight at this point do you think Somebody deployed the friend request. Mm. Uh, I can imagine Angela and Corey still being like tangential friends uh, on MySpace. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But then we have this like really awkward encounter because then Topanga and Angela come up and it's like Sean immediately is like, I don't give a fuck about what Corey and Topanga. I don't want to see your baby pictures. I really don't care because he's like locked eyes with Angela. And Angela writes like freelance pieces for a magazine. And uh, and Feeny's like, she sends them to me. It's like, Feeny, <laughs> are you Everyone's shit. is such a stalker. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Sean immediately. Sean and Angela. Mm. Everyone. Mm. Interesting. Yes. And so Sean, of course, asks, like, oh, have you ever been married? And she's like, no, I do like so much traveling. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I get it. Like, I travel too. Um, and it gets really awkward and like immediately Angela's like not even finished with her glass of wine. And she's like, you know what? I have I have a flight or something. <laughs> Time yeah. to go. She's she's out of there. Yeah, she's gone. Sean is like, you can see it on his face. He's like so upset about this, which I mean, okay, Sarah, six years later, yeah. Sean has traveled everywhere. He like, is he really still hung up on Angela at this point? I wouldn't. I mean, I think that he, she, she's the one that got away. Like, I definitely yeah. think that he's had his little rendezvous, but I think that when he's sitting in bed in Paris, France, I think that he's thinking, Gosh, I really thought that Angela and I would be here one day and having experiences like this together. Yeah, yeah well, that and we and know that Chappelle, we know he followed her career. Like he's read everything she's writing. Yeah, she just recently did a beautiful piece on Costa Rica. And I just, oh, sir, a piece on Costa Rica. What did she write for? National Geographic? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, what is oh, yeah. piece on? Uh, yeah, she just wrote a beautiful Costa Rican rainforest piece. Like, oh, hmm, okay. Yeah, it you know, it's kind of like Sean, I don't know. Sean's dated so many people in high school when it didn't matter. So that, to get to Angela and to kind of be like, this is the person that I want to have my Corey and Topanga with, uh, it's kind of like, mm, okay, I believe it sometimes. And then now I'm like, but do I still believe it? It's been six years since college. You haven't dated or anybody who's ever touched right. on the magnificency of, of Angela. Okay. Here we are again. This is 
what I have to say about this. For people that are constantly losing people in their life, notably their mother who runs out on them, their father Mm -hmm. that dies, brothers that, you know, you see once in a lifetime. When you find people that you connect with, you cling on to them and you don't want to let them go. So I think it is viable for Sean, who has lost nearly everybody in his life, including at this daydream, his best friend and his very close friend to Panga. And, and his half brother, too. And his half brother. Yeah. He is clinging onto these things because all he's known, and we've known this about him, all he's known is that people leave him. So, yeah, I do think that this alternate reality, Sean, is still hung up on Angela. Well, here's my thing. I hear you. But I raise you this. Yes. Why is he not this hung up on Corey and Topanga? He should be this hung up on Corey. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. because he's more mad at Corey and Topanga than he is Angela. Maybe he expected well, Corey to always be there for him. Maybe he's mad that he, Corey, chose Topanga over him ultimately at the end of the day. Like, I think it's easier for him to tap into those. I'm mad at you, Corey, and I'm mad at you, Topanga. However, I kind of messed this stuff up with Angela and I wish I was still with her. Well, that and we know, like he said, he's been following Angela's career and maybe he just feels more connected to her because there isn't this like seven year gap of not knowing anything about what they've been doing. Like he feels like he knows her through her writing maybe. And so it feels more familiar to him at this point versus like Corinne Topanga seven years later feel like more like strangers to him, you know, at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, he doesn't even speak to Jack. I mean, no, that's like... the thing. They pass each other, and it's so awkward. And it this is like a really weird one too. Like for me, I think because, like, you'd think after their dad dying and everything, like that did bring them together. And it is it that's like very sad that they didn't patch things up. You know, or is it that Jack is so fucking sick of Sean not considering him a brother? Yeah. When oh yeah. With Jack brother gave and gave and gave, but to Sean, Jack was only a half brother. Oh my God! Yeah. Could you imagine? Like you are trying to make this relationship with your brother work. Your dad mm-hmm. has passed away. This is all you have mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes, and he just throws you to the wayside because him and your friends get in a lot of in a fight. Like, because we're yep. led to believe they don't talk after they leave that room. It's like, yeah, really? I'm your brother. Like, I mean, like, yeah. you know, whatever, half brother, all this other stuff. But we, I'm trying so hard. Jack always tried. Yeah. Jack yeah. always tried. Mm-hmm. And I can see Jack being like, fuck, like, I am constantly trying with Sean. And I, at this point in time, refuse to reach out to Sean again to try to fix it. I want yeah. Sean to come to me to fix it. Yeah, yeah, That's I good. can see that being true. We and have so, to, we have to get to the main attraction. Yes, we're, not we're there. there yet. We're here. We're, we're an hour and forty five minutes into this podcast, and we're not okay. there yet. Welcome back, Chappelle. <laughs> this is one of the biggest moments of this show, in a yeah. way. Yeah. Mm. So, well, Jack I mean, leaves. top twenty biggest moment. Jack leaves, and as he walks out, he notices like a Jesusy, Mosesy looking guy um, walking in. We have. Eric, oh wait, sorry, plays with squirrels. Plays with squirrels. He's in like tattered clothes. He has a walking stick for no reason. A he has staff, this massive that part swat. Yeah, staff. He has a big beard, long hair. I swear they even brushed his eyebrows up to look crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like he walks in with this massive book and he says his name is Plays with Squirrels. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this is iconic. This is one of the most iconic things Boy Meets World will ever give us. I mean, there's a list of things, but plays with squirrels. It's in the top ten. Yeah, it's an iconic you think it's moment. Top 10. I think so it's too. And it is the final season. Like that's too, that's impressive. That is very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I just think like I mean, if we had to think of like what's the number one Eric thing, I Phoenix. think it's the Feeny call. The Feeny call, mm-hmm. yeah. And I suppose that this is number two. I think so. Yeah. I can't think of anything else that would be like, more iconic. It? Girl, girl, right there. Girl, like that. Yeah, yeah we love that. Yeah. Uh, he's a loser freak. I don't know if that's really an Eric moment, but it's no, still that's a more of a Morgan moment, moment I yeah. think. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Morgan's one moment. <laughs> so we won't Morgan take that from like, her. <laughs> don't take it away, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so Eric's um, just like standing there and like Jack can't even handle it. He He has to know, right? He can't. The curiosity is killing him. Uh, and so Eric hands him his book and he's like, read this. It's my manifesto. And this book is like the bigger, bigger than a dictionary. Like it's so big. And this is when Eric parts his beard, pulls out what looks to be a, like a blow pop. Yes. Licks it and then puts it back. And it just dangles there the whole time. Disgusting. This is so gross. This is so gross. I hate the lollipop. Yeah, I hate it too much. This is so, I hate that so much. Uh, this whole moment with Eric, it's just like, we're led to believe that Eric, a college student, just becomes this person uh, six years later. I was just like, okay, that's fine. We'll take it because we're not going to talk about how dumb Eric is because obviously the show is like, we don't care. Uh, but I do appreciate like even just the moment he has with Feeney where they're like, they kind of lock eyes too. And it's like, uh, you know, love at first sight all over again for the two of them. He can't even do the Feeney call because he's he old. Goes. Yeah, like yeah, he's like, he- oh, I can't do it anymore. And then Feeny goes, Mr. Matthews, and he goes, Mr. Squirrels. Eric, please with. <laughs> and Feeny's just like, that's it, party's over. I'll see you at my funeral. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like- <laughs> that, that's a good line. It was too much for him. That's a, that's a good line. Yeah, he's like, this is too much. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Eric calls Sean so out. He's on like the, oh, they go, where's Angela? He's like, oh, she probably left because she was too uh, painful to be in the same room. She should have, with the man she should have married. I'm like, dear God, y'all, this this relationship is just mm-hmm. like, yeah, she can't even bear to look at you because six years ago, y'all could have been the, you know, the one true pairing of this show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that. And also, I, we're supposed to believe that Eric and Corey never talk after that fight because yeah. he doesn't even know he have a niece. I mean, what about that? Yeah, he says, don't tell him we have a daughter. And we bring, Sarah, I yep. message yeah. you because I was so freaking pumped. They, like, brought this joke back where mm-hmm. we had Callback. just, like, last podcast, we were talking about the fact that, like, oh, my God, Feeny, I found my niece. And he's, like, niche. And he's just, like, yeah, you're right, Feeny. And now <laughs> we get, he's, like, I have a niche. <laughs> I, okay. I would be more impressed by this callback if it actually happened, like, seasons ago and not the last but episode. But it's, it's so very fun. funny. It's very funny because, of course, it's the reverse. And then Feeny corrects him and then once again Eric doesn't seem like oh he's been like tapping the bottle gesture um yeah it's hilarious I I really yeah. like that too that was a really really funny callback it's so good and then they ask where Rachel is and this is where Rachel comes in she has like a denim skirt on she looks again her hair is big she has on like a top with like that's like tied up and all of a sudden she sounds super southern yeah. And I'm like, bitch, six years in Texas? Six years. Yeah. 
Chappelle, as someone from Texas, please help us. Born and raised, and I don't sound like she does. I don't think I do, at least. No. Y'all listen to me more than I do, and you I don't do think I sound, sound like her. Like no. I've been in Texas my entire life. I've ne- There's not been a year I have not spent here, and I do like not sound like her. pockets of Texas that sound like this? I lived in all the pockets. Listen, I'm telling you, we do, it's, it's certain people who just have it, and yeah. some of us don't. But I don't know if you could just come get it. That's my thing. I don't, I don't think know if you, you can. can transplant into that into that accent. Yeah. Mm. She so she left. She went to Texas to be with her old boyfriend, uh, and it's the one that she broke up with when she moved here. And so she married him. She had. She's like, "Oh, you have? Do you have any kids?" She's like, "Yeah, little ones, little Corey and little Topanga." And Corey's like, "Oh, really?" She's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and then she, we find out she's divorced. And like, oh, what happened? He parked in my spot. <laughs> <laughs> she clearly hasn't forgotten to break up. Because mm-hmm. why is she still bringing this up? Yeah, no, she's definitely still sour after all these years. Oh, and she's also doing that thing that I feel like, and she's wearing cowboy boots also. And she's doing that thing that I feel like people like pretend that they're Southern when they do is when they chew gum with their mouth wide ass open. Mm-hmm. I can't. I wanted to shove her out a window. I truly wait, can't. Wait, 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 wait. It just hit me. The ni- the, the, the niche niece uh, joke. It yeah. was from seasons ago. Okay, it just brought What's me back because I remember y'all talking about this. It was Eric Hollywood, also known as Kid Get Acquainted with the Universe. This was the Matt Gagan and uh, the Lonely Boys, the Brendan yes. uh, podcast. That was the first time they made this joke. Oh, so they made it three times then because they, they just made it. At least in season it. five. Yeah, at least wow. in season five because Eric, Eric says, I finally found my niece. And Alan was the one who was like, you mean niche? And he's like, probably. Oh, my God. They really did it. Oh, my. I love yes. that. I love that. We love it here. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, so, so yeah, so Rachel is just like, oh, I'm surprised that you all didn't like make up after I left. And we find out like Corey and Topanga are seeing a marriage counselor and he's like, yeah, it's going away. And she's like, quiet. Yeah. That's scandalous. You know, in the early 2000s, like you're seeing a marriage counselor. So it must be a rocky, you know, rocky relationship. It's like, no, just go to counseling because it helps. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Eric married a moose. I found a compilation video. Of niche versus oh, yeah, um, of niece versus. There's a niche. lot of them. Uh, there's mean? at least three, and okay, they brought well, we it back three. on to Girl Meets World as well. Okay, we got at least three of them on our own. So yeah, I yeah, yeah. I just about. watched that the corresponding Girl Meets World episode. Mm-hmm. So they've told it at least four times. Wow. Yes. Um. So in this moment, I love that uh, Rachel is still trying to make this about her, even though no one else has. She's like, all of this because of little old me? And it's just like, yeah, isn't that crazy? And I'm like, yeah, that is wild, considering (laughs) they don't care about you. (laughs) Um, And Eric is just like, listen, we all have to work through our feelings. Um, I wrote something, and he's like, please, you have to read it. And uh, so Rachel opens up the paper and oh sorry this is i'm sorry this is after so this is when he's saying to to jack to read the actual like manifesto me, and there's me nothing manifesto. yeah me manifesto mm-hmm. nothing me written manifesto. on any of the pages except the first page and i was like huh when i remember i remembered like half the quote i didn't remember all of it but when i heard it i was like oh my god it's so good and that says, made you go in the feels nothing ever affects you ever but that stupid line makes you like it's a good line it's lose one friend lose all friends lose yourself (gasps) 
so good. That's Chappelle's laughing and I can't tell if it's because so, he doesn't think it's good. <laughs> I'm laughing at Sarah because <laughs> she's like, now you want to find emotion? Now you want love? Because oh, it's sad. It so <laughs> Everything's sad. Well, to you, <laughs> not to me. Actually, I watched a movie the other day, Sarah, where someone cried uh, looking out. Oh, it was a TV show. Someone cried looking out a car door window and I thought of you. Yeah, I really like doing that. Yeah, yeah, if you don't have a little, there's a little flair for the dramatics. I think we both appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Walking in the rain and listening to sad music and crying is also fun. Listening sport. to the sound of music? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like listening to music. Yeah. Do you have a, a sad music playlist? Uh, yeah, actually, I think I do. Oh my god. You and you were. A four it's called Sad right? Bops. Yeah. Yeah, four. I think you're a four Enneagram, right, Sarah? Okay. No, mm -hmm. I got. I got. Well, I was teetering. Yeah. We never really discussed Chappelle because, we, like, now I feel like you know me very well. Yeah. But... Now is the time to do it. An hour and fifty-two minutes. <laughs> no, no, this is an off podcast, but I was always down. teetering yeah. in between a two and a four. I think we're. I'm think we're looking at four here, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, let's go. Oh forward. my god, we're we're sisters, Sarah, because I'm a three, so we're right next to each other. Also, oh. but so was two. So oh, well, we she was already <laughs> I don't know math. Listen, I didn't come on to talk. I have to do math, bitch. You will never be the accountant that you... Corey Matthews is. Act okay, can I, can I embarrass myself an hour and 53 minutes into this podcast? Sure. Right. So Will and I like to play games where it's like, oh, guess blah, blah, blah. And so he was like, oh, guess who won sexiest man alive? Oh, yeah. I and know. I didn't know. So he's like, you can ask three questions to like help you narrow it down. Mm -hmm. and my first question, well, before he said that, I was like, oh, but can it be someone dead? Because I think of someone and he's like, literally the title is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, I was yeah. like, I, I hadn't had a single sip of alcohol. Like, I was stone cold sober, and I was like, like I am the dumbest person that has ever like, lived in my life. alive? Of, do you mean dead? <laughs> I was thinking of Chadwick Boseman, and I was thinking he would win it, like mm -hmm. you know, uh -huh. in memoriam type of thing, because yeah. he's so yeah. he's so good looking, and like sure. he's, he had his moment. You know what I mean? So I was thinking mm. that would work, but no, I'm a fucking moron. Yeah. So there you go. So what did you think of the sexiest man alive? Uh, yeah, it took me a few guesses. All honestly, I asked, were they in a Marvel movie? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And honestly, I first guessed um the Hulk. Um, what's his face? That's offensive. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo is so she's like no, she's obsessed with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, so every she's so obsessed with him. Clearly, I love listen, him. I, I'm a straight man, but that Chris Evans, that ass, you know, it's America's ass. It, and it shows. The thing is. Chris Evans, only if he has a beard, I find him attractive. Without a beard, I'm like, what's happening to your face? Like, no, thank you. No, no. He's a dreamboat. <laughs> I'm pro Hemsworth. That's the. See, I said Hemsworth. I didn't find attractive at all. Mm, I like how he's... beefy he is. And you know, he looks like a lumberjack. See, I don't like beefy at all. Like, I think Paul Rudd is like the sexiest. And he won. He won last year. He did win last year. It was his he's resurgence. Sexy. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't age. It's creepy. It's true. Um. Anyway, uh, back to the podcast. I was so, like, yeah. What is that ass like, though? Thing, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just daydreaming about Chris Hemsworth now. <laughs> well, we have the podcast to record, so get back gotcha. on track. Do so you didn't think it was sad, Sarah, when they're like, when Sean asks, "So why are the other all the page? All why are the other pages blank?" And Eric said, "Nothing else seemed important." I mean, I suppose, but I also think it's yeah. Like, I think this whole situation is sad. Yes. I think this is offensive. 
I don't like I, I I like dumb Eric, but I do not like when they do like the whole like oh Eric's so dumb, but look we're doing this for him because he's like he's like like they, they treat him like he's like Tiny Tim or something like that. That's a grown ass <laughs> man. <laughs> Everyone like stop it. I don't I don't like that. I, 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 probably because as a class clown, I'm not taken seriously a lot, so mm-hmm. I don't like to feel pitied. So when I see them yeah. treat Eric like this, I get angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. They're really treating him like. Oh, the baby. It's so the sad. Baby. The divorce yeah. is really yeah. bra- like the, the divorce is really tearing them up. I don't, how are they gonna move on with this? Like he's he's 42 at this point. You know, yeah. he's fine. <laughs> he's a grown ass adult. So yeah. uh this makes everybody really reflect on what's happening. And they're like, nothing else seems so important now. We are we've been so wrong. What have we been doing all this time? And Feeney says, You were always my most interesting student, Mr. Squirrels. Um, and yeah, they just, they just talk about how they wish that they listened to him. Yeah. And we get the, like the pool of water that goes like blue, 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 like into the middle of the screen, which is also super nineties. So this was not a dream sequence. No, this was a dream sequence. It was who's like sleeping, a, like but who's a, sleeping? Nobody's this is like sleeping. a theoretical future that you yeah, can like have. Yeah, like an alternate reality sleeping. type thing. Yeah. No one was like, sleeping. Like it's an alternate reality. Sliding doors or something they call them, right? Yeah. Like where yeah. you go through this door. It's the darkest timeline, Sarah. Yeah. The darkest like timeline. Okay. Roll the dice. Yeah. Well, we wake up from that and Eric goes, runs out, grabs Rachel, brings her back in, sits on her stomach. <laughs> and says you are not leaving until we figure this out essentially i wrote yeah, this i wrote out. this note just for you yeah he like picks her up like uh what is it fireman style or whatever the mm-hmm. heck and yeah he she reads it and it says the same thing lose one friend lose all friends lose yourself uh and Corey's like oh he again he doesn't take this seriously he's like we're not gonna lose our friends and eric says like we might like, we need to fix this. What if this is the last time we're all together? Is that a chance you're willing to take? And Angela, being the queen that she is, is the first to get up and be like, Rachel, you're my roommate. I care about you. And Rachel's like, you do? She's like, yeah. And so then they hug. And then everyone hugs. And Jack's like, just because we're not in love anymore doesn't mean I want to lose you as a friend. I don't lose any of you guys. Uh, and freaking Topanga, again. Mm-hmm again it's like rachel i just wanted so bad to be a part of that team i guess i never will be it's always going to be Corey and the sh- and sean i give up how is that rachel i love you where are Where's those the words of the story you know they used to teach us something what did we learn here on boy meets world that topanga don't care about nobody but her damn self mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true so true and, and honestly so true. it's kind of passive aggressive with them being right there to be like Oh, Angela, Rachel, I just, I'll never be a part of their team. I just give up. Woe is me. They're like, oh, we hear you for the 15,000th time. You're his wife. It's fine, Topanga. The trio doesn't give a shit because then Sean says, oh, Topanga, don't give up. You're his wife. I'm just his best friend. Yeah. And it's like. And then, and then Corey's just like, oh, do you have room for me? It's like, what in the fuck? Corey doesn't even apologize to anybody. Nope. No. Corey and Sean, neither one of them apologize. And those are the two main perpetrators. Yep. 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 The end. There you go. That's our episode. And, <laughs> and then one of the best moments is when they, like, run over to Feeney. And Feeney climbs up on a desk to avoid this group hug. And he starts, like, hitting them with rulers. Which just <laughs> reminded me of the moment when uh, Feeney gave out rulers for Halloween. And I was... Yeah. Overjoyed by still, it. still wishing that I too can get rulers for Halloween one day. Sarah, oh my god, I can't. It's so sad. 
It's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. What am I going to do? So anyway, in a brief two hours, those were. <laughs> yeah. An hour piece. Yeah, very good. Do you want me to give you like the very, very quick recap of how Mr. Plays with Squirrels comes back? Yeah, why not? Why not? Okay. So in Girl Meets World, Girl Meets World. Oh, no. Girl Meets Mr. Squirrels. Plays with Squirrels. Whatever. Basically, Riley and Maya get into a fight um, over the stupidest fucking shit ever because somebody, one of the boys called Maya short and Riley didn't defend Maya. Sure. So they're in this match. We're calling fight. her short. That's not Correct. even an insult. Apparently it was to, oh to Maya. So they're in this big fight. They're like really mad at each other. Corey doesn't know what to do. So he calls in the best mediator that ever lived, a.k.a. Eric. Eric comes in as Mr. Plays with Squirrels because he is a mayor of a small upstate New York town called... Garbage. So this is the most important part of this recap, and you're okay. not going to know the name. Okay, I don't know what it's called, but he's a mayor. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving that in. Okay. So he's a mayor, and apparently everybody in this small New York town dresses like Mr. Plays with Squirrels. So he is dressed like Mr. Plays with Squirrels and because they, they all dress like Mr. Plays with Squirrels. And then basically the episode is Eric uses his amazing expert mediation skills to get Miley and no, not Miley. Miley. That's somebody totally different. Riley and Maya to become best friends again. And he and he dresses. Does he have the lollipop too? He does have the lollipop. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, he lollipop. calls um uh Riley his uh niche. Oh, that's okay. his niece. Yeah. Okay. Full circle, Full circle moment. moment. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's it. I mean, like, do, should you watch the episode? No. I mean, I never will. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. But whatever. So yeah, that's our episode. Huh. I mean. What else do we have to say? We talked about it for two hours, y'all. This is all, <laughs> all right. Forget it. Now, what I do want to say is, Chappelle, um, I, you know, I, I can't express to you enough. Like, you are such a talented podcaster. I talk about this, like, all the time, especially on your birthday. Like, it is so rare to find somebody who is equally talented and equally kind in this universe. And you are both. But it's really hard to say, like, are you more talented or more kind? Because... You're just amazing. And you came onto our small little podcast, season one, I think it was, where we had like three and a half listeners, but you came because that's just the person that you are. What happened to the other half of a person? <laughs> I don't know. But that's just. We'll, we'll never Sarah, listen to the nightcap. Sarah's mid pouring your heart out to Chappelle. And I know Drew just put something in the microwave. <laughs> Nonetheless, thank you. <laughs> So much, so 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 much. Thank, thank y'all for having me. It's been a pleasure every single time. I don't know what y'all are gonna tackle after Boy Beats World, but I would love to be involved. And so if you, you know, with this coming to an end, I'm sure y'all are gonna pick another show or something. And I'll probably, I'll probably have to watch it because this is a show that I know really well. But uh, there's a lot of shows that you two probably might cover that I've never seen before. So, you know, if you want to have me back in the future, you know how to find me. And I thank y'all. And I cannot thank y'all enough for having me. 
No, you'll definitely be back. We're going to have tons of bonus content. Of course, you're going to be back. I mean, please, you already came on for like, what was it like home alone? And yes. then you're like, oh, if you're going to do this, you have to have me on. And we're like, all right, there she goes yeah. to go over this one. I still yeah. got a pin in Matilda, you know, so there if we come back to Matilda, we're doing it. Yeah, exactly. So you'll definitely be back. No, I echo everything uh, Sarah said. Um, we loved having you on all these seasons. Chappelle, you were one of the first ones, I think, to like repeat season after season and come on with us. So, of yeah. course, we appreciate that. And sticking with us through some of the not so like, yeah. I mean, you always get really good episodes, but like some of the seasons are like not so great. Yeah. Um, so sticking with it. And we got like Place with Squirrels, such an iconic moment. Such yeah. a good season. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to share about your love of Boy Meets World? Because this is the last time you're going to be on with us before oh, we wrap man. things up. No, I think we've talked about it. We started off kind of eulogizing the show so far. Yeah. And, you know, and I think I've done such a good job of uh, putting it into context. I always like hearing how, like, you were able to remember how you feel the first time you watch it. Sarah does a really good job of being like, no, in the, in the back then it made sense, even though now yeah. it doesn't make sense, you know? And I yeah. really love that. I love listening to y'all. And, like, whatever y'all do next is going to be so fun to listen to, too. Thank you, Chappelle. Amazing. So we're going to be back next week with another two episodes, episodes 17 and 18. And of course, continuing the trend, we are not going to be alone. Um, Sarah, would you like to announce our guest? Because we were, this is a first time guest in the, the final season. Guest. Yeah. So uh, not too long ago, um, we had a person named Mike reach out to us who does a podcast called debatable where basically they debate and you know jessica and i love to debate and we we're on debatable with mike and his two co-hosts and high five mike is coming on he loves boy meets world he's been on um our friends over at boy meets world fever he was also on another podcast a boy meets world podcast boy meets girl meets boy meets world and i think it's uh mike's mission to be on every single boy meets world he's podcast. truly trying i want to see him get on po uh, pod meets world <laughs> i mean let's reach for the stars truly yeah um i know there's also like bros meets world i hope that he gets on that like i hope that he gets on all the boy meets world podcasts for the next one we got to sneak him right in at the end mm -hmm. um yeah so that's what we got going on you can check us out at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram uh check us out www.shit90spod.com we have a lot of november bonus content coming out so stay tuned to that we're doing adam's family we're doing ghost we're having a collaboration with mary kakowski and we're going to cover do revenge and it's going to be so much fun Find us all. Keep track with us. Christmas time is coming. Jessica has um, some great stuff going on as well. Yeah, Sarah, do you remember the name of the show that I'm covering this time? Mystic Quest. <laughs> Mythic Quest! Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Check out Mythic Quest with Mythic Jess and Adam. <laughs> yes, Mythic Quest over on Posher Recaps. Community Building is coming back shortly. Chappelle... We know you have a million things going on. What do you have going on? Where can people find you if they want to hear more? I am on Post Show Recaps covering the last season of Atlanta, on Post Show Recaps covering the last season of The Walking Dead, and on Post Show Recaps talking about Abbott Elementary as Which well. Which better not be the last season because we love it, that show. It Why it would it be the last be. season? It's critically, no, critically yeah. acclaimed. Yeah, we just said the last the season of this, the last season of that. I'm saying it better not be the last uh, season of Abbott Elementary. It better not be. I'll be very sad. And then also, mm -hmm. I'm still on Rob Has a Podcast talking about Netflix shows on nothing but Netflix. Um, and so uh, that's always a good time. 
And I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. Silent podcast so, sometimes. Oh yeah, silent podcast sometimes. We, me and Sasha are still churning out this uh, most recent season of Never Have I Ever. I think we have two more episodes left. Um, so catch those two while they while you can, and then uh, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show to keep up with all that. Fantastic. That's all we have in just a quick little two hour, 10 minute podcast. We appreciate you all for listening uh, and stay tuned for next week when we cover the next two episodes. Thank you all. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. 90 shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.